0: welcome to Achievement Hunting 101, the podcast that is only one episode away from 200 episodes of greatness. That is yeah. wild. This, so not in other words. If you can't do math, that means this is level 199. I'm Fufu Cuddly Poof, and joining me tonight is Maychart. Hello, Koosh Moose. Hello, and Big L. Hello. Nice well, yeah, level one hundred and ninety nine we have been doing this for so long, so many episodes
1: yeah that's pretty crazy thats that's a big milestone right there. Do we have plans to celebrate
0: uh, I'm not wearing pants' not kind of in the air right now <laughs> <laughs> maybe a live show may, maybe some a bunch of extra segments, something special, a bunch of giveaways. keep an eye on the discord and the Twitter and everything else and we'll Giveaways. let you know what what it is that we're doing. Can you Maybe give me just th- a
2: gift card? Can you give me pants?
1: Let's not overpromise here.
2: Or a card that everybody signs. Just, <laughs> pass it around. Oh. just
1: all around the Discord.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That would be wow. That'd actually be kind of cool. <laughs> all right. But either way, let's get going into this week's topic of discussion. And this week it's what is your favorite game in a genre that you otherwise don't enjoy? So let's go to Nate first.
2: Sure. And by going to me, I'm going to go straight to the patrons. Let's go with Chesno. He says, I don't like realistic racing games. Right on. Since they're so serious and very repetitive mm-hmm. and lots of racing. However, I love the Forza Horizon series for being a hybrid of racing sims mm-hmm. and more arcade racing games. Uh, yeah, that's a common sentiment here on the panel. Mm-hmm. I believe we've mentioned that specifically. 100%.
0: Yeah,
2: and then we've got Chuyannas, who says, <laughs> I'm not keen on fighting games, mostly due to suckage, but the Mortal Kombat games always draw me in due to the violence, because he loves violence. Gore, cool mm-hmm. characters with Ks, mm-hmm. so see, and more <laughs> emphasis on story than others in the genre. Injustice also gets my vote for similar reasons. I still suck at them, though. Oh that's good. It's good to know that. Justice is
0: fantastic. There's
2: some con- there's some constants in the universe. That's good. Um as for me, uh you could say I'm not a huge fan of the sports genre. So uh, I went looking through games I've completed and surprising myself and everyone else, <laughs> I actually completed Madden 20. Uh, It must have been on Game Pass and then leaving or something. That's the only reason I could have possibly done that, unless it was like a free play weekend, Uh, and I just went crazy. I don't recall. Who's your team? We're supposed to be talking about games that we like. Ah. Uh, It wasn't Madden, obviously. Uh, And so I'm going to go with Ben Hur, uh, because that's how sports used to be when I competed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) (laughs) Chariot races and... I think that's all it was. I think it was just chariot races. Is all you were doing, just m- killing people huh. with uh, spurs on your your uh, your wheels and such. So yeah, you can't get that game anymore uh, unless you know a guy uh, or a girl that happened to pick it up when it was free. This was a this is a game that came out uh, at the same time as a movie, also known as Ben Hur, um, the remake. And yeah, it uh, looks like I put. Uh, you know, two and a half hours, two hours and twenty nine minutes into this, um, so that's why it was my favorite game. It only took me two and a half hours of sports uh, to get the <laughs> completion.
1: That's, a very fair that's my thing An on that game.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did you not play any sports games growing up? Like, because like NES uh, was full of sports games. Well, I mean, bases I loaded it or yeah. baseball, Tecmo Bowl. You,
2: you know, played. maybe it goes back to. We had a little rental store down the road, and I got Nintendo games, and uh, I guess I lost a baseball game, or somebody stole it from my house? I don't oh, know. Jeez. But uh, I didn't... I could never find it, so yeah, we uh, had to buy it. Uh-huh. And my dad just... He was like, why did you steal that? Like, you know, why did you hide that? Like, now we have to pay for that, and you know, why would I want to keep a baseball game? It's like boring. Wow, wow. Um, mm. Yeah, so... Maybe it all goes back to that. Maybe I'm just uh, repressing memories.
0: <laughs> he only does sports if someone's getting punched in the face.
2: Yeah, or you're you're down. Oh, like the big over.
0: sports that you watch on every Saturday night. Yeah,
2: like uh, yeah, like Ben Hur. Right. Yeah. Big sports, very scripted.
1: I'm not going there. Next. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, in that case, let's go to Michelle.
1: All right, I too will go straight to the patrons. So Mental Knight shares, I don't like stealth. I work at my job all day long and they tell me don't do anything fun or I'll get punished. When I come home, do I really want to fire up a game that says don't do anything fun or I'll get punished? Dumb. Don't have the patience anymore. But Metal Gear Solid is where it's at. Such a captivating story, fun gameplay, and facial expressions that put L.A. Noir to shame. And then Dinable chimed in to agree that if Assassin's Creed counts as a stealth game, in that, I, I put that in there as well. So yeah, the stealth genre, I was thinking for myself too. I'm not uh, particularly a fan of it. And that's mostly because I feel like I do really well during the tutorial stage. And then I'm really bad at the rest of the game. So I've, I've never <laughs> really met many stealth games I liked. I struggled a bit with this question because I think I've said a billion times and now we'll say for the billionth and first time, I really don't like open world RPGs, but I liked Borderlands. But I was trying to vary it up a little bit. And I actually went through my game collection, genre by genre, to try to figure out anything that this, uh, I could get a good answer to this question. And what I found was for most genres that I'm like, oh, I'm not interested in that. I, I hadn't played anything in that genre, so I hadn't given a chance to prove me wrong. The only thing that sort of came close was the real-time genre. And I haven't played much in there. So Halo Wars is in there, but I, I, most of my Halo Wars experience was El and I playing in co-op and boosting. And I seem to remember liking it well enough, but, you know, we're struggling through it. We're like, it, I didn't really get a sense of the gameplay. And then, like, a couple other things in there. But one game was on that list that I really enjoyed, and I wouldn't have thought it to be on there. And that was um, Half Minute Hero, Super Mega Neo Climax Edition. I like that game a ton. I would not have classified it in my brain as a real time game, but I guess it's like super real time because you're actually working in 30 second chunks. But um, yeah, that was one that surprised me out of there. So I think that's as close as I have for an answer for this particular question.
0: I'm going to go ahead and read the next uh, patron responses. First is from Vulgar Latin. He says, I don't really care for Vayner's, but Symphony of Night is awesome and still holds up and it aligns with the Hatred for Vayners is from Ahizo, and he says, hands down, Ori and the Blind Force. He goes on to say, my Hatred for Vayners is not a secret, but Ori was just a phenomenal piece of work. The visuals, the gameplay, the story, all of it. I was instantly hooked when it, when I first really tried it, and didn't put it down much till I finished it. I still need to go back and play Will of the Wisps, but it's near the top of the list of games I want to get to. Yeah. If how dare you both? Uh, I was surprised we didn't hear anything from Nate when of <laughs> Vayner's popped up.
2: I'm, I'm a little too disgusted. So.
1: <laughs> I know, I was going to pick their responses first, but I figured Nate would be all over that to tell them how wrong they were. <laughs> yeah, for
0: me, and I'm not going to beat this John for too long because I know I've said it multiple times on a podcast, but I 100% agree with Chesno. I'm not the biggest fan of racing games. I like them enough to play 'em every great now and again, but honestly I'd rather have cart racer cart racing games and that's totally different than like a arcade or simulation racing game. But Forza Horizon man both four and five have sucked me in. I've put lots and lots of time into into both of them, especially four. Uh they're just they're just amazing games, so perfect. Everything about them is fantastic. I know the Discord has erupted every single time that one of those has released. We've got an entire channel It's basically just Forza Horizon talk. But yeah, Forza Horizon is by far and away the the only game that I could really find that's like, oh yeah, that would fit the answer to this question.
1: I have a question for you about that because mm-hmm. I had thought about Forza Horizon as well. But when I gave it some more thought, um, I still don't like racing games. But I like these, like you said, kart-style racers. And even though Forza Horizon has simulation elements, it plays far more like one of the kart racers. So, like, I mean, have you played games like Burnout Paradise or Blur, things like that as well, that are a little bit more arcade-style racers? Like, do you just tend to prefer that side of it, or those are things you just haven't attempted because they're games and cars?
0: So, I played Burnout Paradise. I... Didn't play it enough or didn't c- like it or care enough about it to complete it. Like, I was a part of a couple of the boosts when, whenever that was going on. So, like, I got some of the achievements in that. Um, Blur, I adore, I absolutely love Blur, but that in my mind is almost like a kart racer,
1: right? It's less of an just open so world style one. Have,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a kart racer, but it just so happens to have real cars in it. Like, crash team racing stuff like that Mar- mario kart they're the kind of if i'm going to play a racing game that's mm-hmm. when i want to play a racing game i'm not necessarily a uh gran turismo or forza
1: yeah that's fair i shouldn't have equated blur with uh, burnout paradise and forza horizon because that that open world uh, not open world, like well sandbox isn't quite right but whatever it might be car game is a very limited genre and i don't know the right phrasing for it exactly
0: yeah, it's like on one it's if you have a sliding scale on one side is your simulation racing so like a Forza Motorsport then somewhere in the middle is like the arcadey kind of games like a Forza Horizon where it's realistic enough mm-hmm. but at the same time it's like oh yeah, it's not uh, a pure one to one racing experience. And then on the other side from simulation is the kart racers and stuff like that, where it's just child's play, almost, you can say. You know, the Crash Team Racing, Mario Kart, and like Blur, somewhere between Horizon and CTR. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Blur's fantastic. I wish they'd make a second one, or at least just remaster the first. More people need to play that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Racing. Is not my cup of tea, but yeah, there there are a few exceptions. Forza Horizon absolutely being the one, the one standout that I adore. Um, but yeah, that's it for me. So that leaves L. What game do you want to talk about? That's interesting because,
3: yeah, I like those aforementioned games too. So Burnout Paradise I liked, but I think it was just a multiplayer aspect that I really liked from that game. I never did the campaign, never even felt the urge to do that campaign shocker forza horizon you know i beat michelle in multiplayer so that's all i had to prove so i don't have to do that that campaign it's, it's true it's documented uh, and everything <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> with a
0: disdain
1: oh my god <laughs> for real though oh your
3: your your tone there was enough of a shots fired moment you don't even say anything um i'll read some patron responses but those are good ones uh Catster said, all right, I got one. I hate MMORPGs. It's probably because I don't have friends that play them. Aw, stop it. But I've tried and bounced off several. That said, I didn't bounce off of Fallout 76. I don't know if it's because I had some friends, because it's Fallout, or because it can be played mostly solo, but that's the game that I don't despise, even though it's an MMO. And yes, I know the general opinion of Fallout 76 amongst gamers, but even when there was nobody in the wasteland to interact with, I still enjoyed it. There's a lot to be gained if you're fond of lore and such. Uh, so honestly, I don't know much about that game, but I do know it launched pretty badly. I want to say it was oh pretty, yeah, it was broken. Um,
0: but I what have. What do you heard recall that,
1: about it at launch, Kenny? Since you seem to remember, remember it being the, the details more than yeah.
0: Well, besides being buggy, it was empty. It was a mild-wide ocean that was an inch deep. They had this big old world and all that stuff, but there was just nothing to do. It I'm sure it's gotten better by this point. It's been 2 years, I think. 2 or 3 years? I can't remember when it came out.
1: Let's see. Probably oh, more wow. than that. That seems to be a common theme with these games like uh, uh No Man's Sky kind of had the same issue, right? Where it came out and mm-hmm. The big complaint is that it was just sort of empty, and now people go into it, and it's really well regarded. Um, you were just a little bit off with your assumption of like two years. It's closer to five, or closer to four, I'm sorry. So, Really? Yeah, it's, it came out in November of 2018, so it's closer to four years old. Hmm.
0: I no recollection of it right. coming out that, that long ago.
1: That's because the last two years didn't exist.
0: They don't count. Right. Fair.
3: Uh, yeah, I do know that there are people that defend that game, so it's probably gotten better. Mm-hmm. And like most games, they are better with friends, so... Get some friends there. Girl, catster, and and the
0: ASK community. Someone will play with you, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I know Jay Black, or at least I think J Black was playing 76 for a while, or he wanted to or something like it's that. It's on Game Pass. So a lot of people have okay. it. A lot of people have played it.
3: So yeah. Uh, and then... Mr. Ruterek says, I really don't like rogue games, but Monster Train was one of my favorite games from last year. All right, I wish you would have elaborated a little more because I'm not familiar with that game. But actually, rogue and roguelite was the uh, genre I was thinking of for myself, actually. And I had three examples, and then I brought up two of them on TA, and neither of them are classified as roguelite. Um, Oops. One of them sure they're roguelike those. I think they are But I'm usually wrong about things The first one is Riddled Corpses EX And the second one Is Bard's Gold In both of those hmm. games You Okay you're fair You you're go right. through You get gold And then when you die You keep what you've You've collected And you can eventually Use that gold to buy uh, Better weapons and stuff And eventually you make your way through That's what I thought A roguelite was I don't know. But I remember Bard's Gold being really fun and enjoyable. And that was one a lot of people played because, you know, back in 2016, you know, an eight to 10 hour completion was considered wow. pretty easy.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Six years ago. Wow. It's, yeah. Everyone honestly, jumped on that. I remember that.
1: Yeah. And I honestly don't know enough about the classifications of roguelite, but I wonder if it's, you know, quote unquote roguelite the way that um, Tesla Grad is quote-unquote metroidvania like i think nobody really argues with it not having the tag at this point because the elements were so light but it's just enough where if somebody was sort of on the fence about how they felt you could recommend tesla grad because it has enough of the elements so i wonder if that's similar to the classification issue because i would agree in my head at least that those games would both fall under that genre
2: i think that the levels have to be randomized I think mm. if the levels aren't randomized, then I think that kind of doesn't count as a roguelite.
1: Interesting. Really? Yes,
2: yeah, so that's why I think that Riddled Corpses probably... Gold.
1: I want to say Bard's Tale had a set of three... I want to say... Or Bard's Gold, sorry. Yeah, it had a set of three randomized levels, so it wasn't yeah. totally randomized, because you're always going to get one of three potential options. Yeah, but I think Riddled Corpses wasn't random.
2: Okay. randomized, so Yeah. You're so right. That's like playing uh
1: Yeah, you're right.
2: You know, Scott Pilgrim, you know, basically, because it's the same thing. You just keep going oh, and upgrading you. and then just keep playing it okay. over and over.
3: I see that. Okay, that's fair. And then there's the other big roguelite on my tag that we've talked about to death on the show, but I'll mention it anyway, which of course is Hades, which mm. is has so randomized the rooms are the same, but they're in different order sometimes. It uh, yeah, so maybe that's where that classification enemies. comes in. <sighs> but yeah, Hades is great. But yeah, Roguelites. Maybe they have the stigma of being too difficult or too grindy. But I typically stay away from those. But yeah, my son and I still play Hades on a regular basis. We still find new stuff, Double. despite going through many, many times. We just had over our fiftieth attempt.
0: Oh dang! Like so I've like been
3: that. playing that quite a bit. Yeah, it's and it's fun every time. You know, we don't lose on purpose to get the. Uh, you know the plus two, uh, for God' mode or whatever we we play through, right? And often die towards the end, but that's okay. Nothing is wasted. Just a good time. But yeah, um, interesting question. I'd love to hear some other answers, some and some rationale. Um, so,
0: I just thought of another answer that I could give, but it's not a enough or. Yeah, it's not an official uh, TA genre, but like the old arcade games, if you want to count that that as like a pseudo genre, I adore Galaga.
2: Interesting. (laughs) Or as Elle and I call them, arcade games. (laughs) Old arcade games.
0: Yeah. Jerk. Well, it came out like at least... Oh, i assume assuming a, a decade before I was born. So, yeah, I don't know when Galaga came out, but yeah, get late. that smirk off your face just because you got a haircut. <laughs>
3: I still see those eyebrows of yours. <laughs> don't try to hide them. Wait, no, I don't.
4: Damn,
0: I got um, glasses too. <laughs> but yeah, if you count the uh, <clears throat> arcade games, yes, and yeah, yes, I say Galaga, and that's also one of the few of the arcade games that I actually do enjoy. Because I was also thinking there might be another way to interpret this question.
3: Because um, maybe there's a genre you stay away from, and then and now suddenly you're a fan. Uh, so for you, Kenny, I know this might have happened to you for Final Fantasy VII. Like when you were, did you play any other RPGs before that? And have you played any RPGs since that? <laughs> um,
0: like, would you even call yourself a fan no. of the
3: genre? So- Of
0: JRPGs, RPG absolutely. I'm absolutely a fan of RPGs. Okay, right. There's no doubt about that one. Okay, Um, (laughs) I guess Pokemon. From what, from what I can remember, I would I would just assume that Final Fantasy VII was the first RPG I've played, considering I was in fourth grade when I when that came out and I first got it. So I can't imagine I played anything like that beforehand. Maybe. Yeah, I guess Pokemon is, at, is the only thing that could be relatively close to that. But there wouldn't have been a lot of RPGs at that point in my life. Yeah. I guess that's probably a different question where you
3: hated the genre and then you played one game and you like the genre now. Maybe that's a different... And I feel honestly,
0: that's a different Final point. Fantasy VII is probably why I'm a fan of RPGs. Okay. Because I, I like, love that game at that point.
1: I feel like that question also, like, Generally, if if uh, at least I think in Kenny's case and in mine, because my case would obviously be third person shooters. And then I played Gears and I really love third person shooters. I really hadn't actually played one before that. I just kind of assumed I hated the genre. I didn't really have the experience to say that. And I think that's more frequently the case is like. Sort of like Kush has a preconceived notion about sports games, but admittedly hasn't played a whole bunch. You know, maybe if if that, that right one just happens to hit at the right time, then you go, oh, this genre isn't so bad. And I'm not saying that'll happen, Kush. But I, I think that's more oh, yeah. the it case can for not hold
2: your breath. For you and hold I. Your breath. All
3: you need is a free play weekend and he'll be there.
1: That's right. That's right.
3: <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for the question, yeah. uh, someone.
0: And yeah, Galaga came oh. out a literal decade before I was born. Mm, I think
2: 1981. I think it's <laughs> See, so you should have been born and used to the controls, whereas we had to adapt to them because <laughs> they weren't like playing checkers and, and Go and stuff like that. So you have no excuse.
0: I like Galaga. Like I said, I, I enjoy that game. I've played it a lot. All different collections and whatnot.
2: Here's the thing that kills me. I grew up playing Pong Frogger (laughs) and my daughter grows up and she's playing Immortals Phoenix Rising
4: (laughs) Yeah,
3: that's her baseline
2: for what a game is like so spoiled shoot so spoiled (laughs) that's a whole other topic sorry (laughs) Mm.
0: now okay we'll make that another topic of the week because that could be interesting that might be fun or I'll make you guys feel old, one way or the other. Yeah,
2: you don't Oliver's need to try too
1: hard at that. Oliver's
0: first game is going to be like some virtual,
4: <laughs> right? You are the all game. Augmented
2: reality, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Force feedback, yeah. <laughs> Wild. Uh,
3: NFTs. Thanks for putting that oh, together, Devin. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. All right. Yeah. Well, if that, let's get into the game showcase. Uh, Nate, you up first?
2: All right. I was hoping to put some more time into loot river or trek to yomi but uh, that didn't happen I didn't want to give those games uh you know I wanted to give them the proper mm. <laughs> like review time so uh, I was we're expecting not going you to
0: this. come to come in gushing about trek to yomi
2: oh I think I'm still gonna gush but uh I want I want to earn it first um so what I did play and what I intend to talk about is something I've kind of been chipping away at. Uh, during the work days, when I need a quick break, uh, and that would be a pair of games. Uh, Picto Quest and Hatsune Miku Logic Paint S, which everyone knows. It rolls right off the tongue.
0: Easy for you these, to say.
2: Yeah. These are um, basically pi- uh, Picross games, or Picross games. I guess it's Picross. Um, if you're familiar mm, with that. Pie. You
4: know,
2: <clears throat> and uh, also known as Nonograms. So, so, you know, depending on where you know these games from, you know, you might know them as different names. Basically, you're given a grid and outside the grid are a series of numbers and they tell you how many uh, boxes in a row are colored in. And then you you know that there's at least one space between, you know, if there's two numbers, you know, the first number is found somewhere. Uh, in sequence and then you know that there's a space followed by some you know maybe more spaces but there'll be another run of numbers that match that second number so in like a five by five grid you could have like a one space two um, and you can figure that out pretty easily um it could could also tell you that there's five in which case you know that entire column is filled in or it could have a zero in which case you know that entire column is blank Um, so you you basically have these little puzzles and they're all logic based and you can kind of fill in some things and you can kind of tell, okay, well, if it's a, you know, if it's 10 uh, width row and I know that there's eight, then I know that I could potentially have, you know, a gap of two on this side or a gap of two on this side. So I can figure out that in the middle, there's a certain number that are guaranteed to be checked. So it's just these kind of, you know, this, this puzzle type logic type thing that's great for when you need a little break. From work this is not something you're going to sit there and play for 20 hours straight because you know your your brain will be goo at that point Hmm. um so i've just been playing these games for a long time now um i think the the first game to release was the hatsune and that was back in january uh and picto quest released uh at the beginning of may so i've been playing the hatsune a little bit more maybe and then picto quest a little less because it just came out um So if you know what that game type is, uh, both games are about the same. Um, PictoQuest has a board that you move around, so you can kind of choose your puzzles that way, uh, and you're kind of forced into things that are adjacent to the last puzzle that you finished. Um, There's also shops where you can buy power-ups, things that will give you a certain number of hearts back, or will do attacks so, you could freeze the enemy, and then um, that keeps them from attacking you. Uh, that also keeps them from retaliating. Uh, in that game, if you get a, a quest or if you get a check mark wrong, so you try to put a check in a box and it's wrong, uh, the enemy will get an attack on you and take away some of your life. When your life goes down to zero, that's it. The puzzle's over. Can't do anything else. Um, but some of these attacks will also tell you where. Uh, things are on the board. There's like a, there's one that will show you like in a small radius, what's checked, what's not checked. And then you can fill those in. Uh, There's one that will tell you like an entire row. So you can use these power-ups if you're having problems. Uh, Hatsune does not have that. Instead, Hatsune um, has a different set of things that make it good. And that is that it will auto fill uh, or auto check off things as you've completed a row. So it, in this, uh, you know, in PictoQuest, it's all manual. You have to mark or unmark things yourself. If you get something wrong, it'll automatically mark it as wrong. Uh, but Hatsune will actually fill out an entire row, uh, and it'll start doing all that stuff for you. So it's really nice as a beginner uh, game, I would say. And you can also uh, use hints. And there's, uh, you get three hints per puzzle, and those will um, basically take away from your star rating. Hatsune has a, a star rating, whereas PictoQuest basically just has, did you do it? Did you, you know, were you able to complete it without losing all your health? That sort of thing. Um, Hatsune also has this ability to uh, just tell me. You know, you can just go in there and click on a box, get it wrong. It'll fill it in for you. If you do it right, it'll check it off and be like, hey, good job. Um, so Hatsune can be cheesed. If, you, if you're if you not sure what you're doing It's a really good game for being able to just kind of learn the whole system. Whereas PictoQuest is, you know, you have to pass. You have to be able to do this. Uh, I haven't been able to find any solvers. I thought for sure something would exist, but I couldn't find anything. Uh, So what I've done with PictoQuest, because it is the less forgiving of the two, uh, because sometimes you'll be on a timer and you have to complete these 20 by 20. (laughs) When it gets to be 20 by 20, uh, it gets a a little tough.
0: That sounds awful.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, you have to be the type of person that likes puzzle games. Well, I mean, um, on a
0: timer, that sounds awful.
2: Oh, yeah, and being on a timer is is rough. Although the timer's pretty forgiving unless you start making mistakes. If you start making mistakes, then it does get kind of rough. Um, what I've been doing is cheating, and that is... Hey! <laughs> <laughs> but I feel it's fair. When it was 5 by 5 I was like, no problem. When it was 15 by 15 I was like, eh, maybe I should cheat a little bit. Um, and so what I would do... If my health was getting really low and I was kind of iffy, I would take a screenshot. Uh, I've been playing these on the PC, even though they are both available on the Xbox. I prefer them on the PC because then I can use um, I can use my mouse for PictoQuest. That's another thing I should have brought up. Sorry. PictoQuest, you can use a keyboard or a mouse. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can use a mouse or a controller. Are you uh, sure? Hatsune, <laughs> you can only use a controller, even if you're on the PC. Um, Interesting. So... Yeah, so what I've been doing with PictoQuest, because Hatsune, you don't need to do this. You can just, you know, you can just fail a puzzle all the way to completion. That's fine. But on PictoQuest, you have to be able to pass. So if I get really low on life, I'll just take a screenshot, and I'll just kind of clip it down to the, you know, just the puzzle element. I'll put that off to the side, and then I'll just keep going. Um, I thought this was fair because the game wasn't really respecting my time. It wasn't really helping me. Um, and I figured I've kind of already learned this and they don't change things. It doesn't get random per level and stuff. So, uh, for me, that was, that worked pretty well. I'm just rambling at this point. These games are fun. (laughs) They're good little puzzles. They're good little time wasters. They're good little, uh, brain teasers to kind of break up the day. Uh, and I think they're both pretty darn good. Um, and you know, they do have their pluses and minuses. If you're looking for a beginner level game that you want to check out, I recommend Hatsune. If you're already into that and you want a little bit more of a challenge, maybe a little bit more of a quest system, then you want to go with Picto Quest. Um, Hatsune only has eleven achievements, uh, so that's kind of a downer. And therefore, things just as like completing all of the level one puzzles, the level two puzzles, the level three puzzles. They have a cool little thing called um, special puzzles, where you uh, basically you take the whole grid system and you get kind of inception wise with it, right? So now you, not only do you have a grid, but you have a grid of grids. So you have this like three by three grid. Each one of those grids is a puzzle. And so you go into that grid you do that puzzle and then it fills out like a part of a picture. There's just that grid of picture. So then you basically have to do all nine to get the total picture. That's a different type of puzzle called a special puzzle. And there's an achievement for doing all of those. Um, so you're gonna be playing this game for a long time. The, the highest or most difficult Achievement in that game is clearing. Um, no, actually, this is it clearing all the puzzles, yeah, probably. If it's clearing all the puzzles is going to take you a long time. As you're doing that, you have to get a certain number of stars. Those stars will allow you to get uh, all the songs, and that is music collector. So you might think that all oh, this is going to be difficult, but if you're playing the game and you're just you know doing it, you will get that along the way. PictoQuest, on the other hand, has 26 achievements, and um, they are more for like progression so as you beat bosses uh, you'll get achievements um, as you uh, earn enough money you'll get achievements when you use each of the spells for the first time you'll get an achievement so it's got a better smattering uh, of achievements you'll get them you know obviously there's more and you'll get them more frequently whereas hatsune you, you know there's fewer and it's gonna take longer to get them but they're both good games um if you like this type of puzzle uh, obviously, you want both. If you're just checking it out and you want to know what this is about, you might want to start with Hatsune uh, Miku Logic Paint S. Mm, so, that was very Would the
0: game Mind Sweeper Genius be similar to this?
2: Yes, it's it's very
0: okay. It's like a cousin, kind yeah. of. <laughs> Hearing what you're describing and then watching a couple of clips on TA, it definitely sounds like it's um. Like they're totally different or like um, Minesweeper Genius might be like baby's first Picross?
2: Well, no, I, I wouldn't say that. I would say that Minesweeper Genius was, it took Minesweeper and it kind of turned it on its head and it added some cool power-ups and it added some cool, uh, you know, things that you had to do uh, as you were moving through the, the puzzle. And it also, there was a, a random element for each one of the levels that you were doing. Uh, these other games, there's no random element. You, you get the puzzle, and the puzzle is the puzzle. If someone were to upload pictures of all the solved puzzles, anyone could just go through and just do it. There'd be no randomness. You wouldn't have to figure stuff out. Um, you couldn't do that with Minesweeper. Uh, Minesweeper Genius, you had to be good enough to earn the achievements. Not that it was, like, super difficult, but... Right. Th- that one, there was no way to cheese all of the puzzles. So, But yeah, I would say that they're kind of similar. Uh, If you liked Minesweeper Genius, there's a good chance you'll like these games. If you like these games, there's a decent chance you'll like Minesweeper Genius.
0: That'd be worth checking out. Um, Minesweeper Genius, I liked it enough for what it was. Uh, Like you said, it was kind of like a good kind of chill game, something to do in between whatever. But yeah, you didn't want to sit there for hours on end playing that, or like you said, you're your brain would be mush after a while.
2: Absolutely. Those types of games, you know, the ones that really do challenge your brain, um, you're not going to be able to play them just over and over. So you're just going to kind of chip away at these games. You're going to get a little bit of play time every time, and uh, you're going to feel good when that completion happens because you know you put in the time.
4: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, Michelle, I assume you really like these games?
1: I do. I mean, I've always enjoyed picross style games since back on the on the game boy um i've dabbled in Hatsunimiko, uh logic paint s a little bit and the thing with picross games is that especially nate was explaining those special puzzles sometimes you kind of cheat at picross because you recognize what you're trying to make so in the old Game Boy ones, an early one would have been like a one-up mushroom, and, and when you make it half of one, you're like, you don't even need the numbers anymore. You kind of cheat your way through. Oh, a lot of the images in Hatsune Hatsune Miku are not easily identifiable. Like even when they show you, like this is what it is, like uh, a collar or a headband. I'm like, I don't, I don't see a headband. I have no idea. So it was. It, it, there, there's generally a relaxing element to Picross because you're kind of making that image that I'm like, I, I don't see it in all these. But that said, it's a logic puzzle. That's really all Picross is. And that's what Minesweeper is. So in that way, those two games are relatable. They're just logic puzzles surround, uh, centering around numbers as being your your hints. So in that way, it's good. And I would say with Hatsune, Hatsune Miku, the best thing for you to do really is to treat it as a one or two puzzles a night, especially as you start getting into some of those twenty by twenty ones, and just kind of work through it a little bit at a time. But yeah, I, I like these games; they're they're good. Just again, easy to relax. I think um I don't know. It's picked a Quest. Also, I apologize if you mentioned this, but uh, Hatsune Miku is PC and Xbox. So it's nice because you can play it on your PC, which is in a lot of ways like you know. It's not a very resource in- resource intensive game, so it's a good thing to play like when you're traveling or something, because you can just kind of get in there and do a, pu- a couple puzzles. Is PictoQuest also, or is that just on the console?
2: No, it's both. Um, and actually, PictoQuest is nice because it allows you when you're playing on the PC to use uh, a keyboard and oh, mouse. Nice. Yeah. Whereas you didn't mention you know,
1: that. Yeah. 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 yeah sorry.
2: So, I have only played both games on the PC. I have not been playing them on the on the console for reasons. But also because during the work day I use
0: these as little work breaks. So Okay. This looks like a game that would be better on the PC anyway.
1: Yeah, generally it is.
0: Just being able to be able to point and click to exactly where you're where you need to.
2: Yeah, that's always important when you have like a half life left and you accidentally click on the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. it's, then it's game over and you didn't take a screenshot and oh man. Oh man. That would never happen. That would never happen. So,
3: now it looks like Picta Quest has a couple of unobtainables. Uh, came out. What? I mean,
2: this is the first I've heard of this. Never. Uh, yes, but, it has. It has two unobtainables. But it came out
3: May third. Mm-hmm. So, are we going to get Voodix on the case or something?
2: I checked. I checked on the um, what is the name of that server? The Achievement Fixers Discord server, and oh. I did not see it listed. I know that people have said, "Hey, can we get this added?" So I know people are interested in it. The two achievements are for finishing all of the quests and for buying all of the life extensions. You start off with three hearts. You can buy a heart, I think, at a thousand, and then another heart at the next thousand gold. The earn. so I think you get a total of five hearts. Um, but yeah, I assume that they'll be fixed. Uh, I think this is just weird that they weren't. But <laughs> there's there's a lot of time for them to fix it before I finish this. So. Hopefully it'll be patched. You know, it hasn't even been a whole month yet. It's been what two weeks, so hopefully, hopefully it'll be patched. Hopefully, hopefully. All right.
3: Patch out those two unobtainables. All
0: right. Uh, Let's go into the next game, which would be, I guess, my turn. Uh, So I've been playing the game Farm Together. Now. This game, I, we, I've we i been playing this with Elle and Michelle and Prue. This has been our Thursday night game, or at least for now it is anyway. Before I actually talk about the game, Nate, have you played this at all?
2: Uh, Yes. I'm actually sitting on almost a completion. I just have one really grindy achievement left to do. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun with that game.
0: All right, yeah. I know you don't like management games, but I couldn't remember if this was one of your exceptions or not.
2: Weird. So you mean a a genre that I don't normally like, (laughs) but then a game that I do like? Wow, this this could have been a good answer uh, for earlier in the show.
0: (laughs) Oh, if only we reversed these segments part of this. Um, But yeah, farm together. Uh, I'm not going to go into super great detail on it, as this has been brought up a couple of times on the show. But essentially, it is, as you can imagine, a farming game. And the developers, they want you to do it together. And what I mean by that is it is a really nice multiplayer game in that you can have 16 uh, players in one farm all, you know, farming together, pun intended. Um, So, yeah, the, the basic idea of the game is you have your plot your set plot of land and you can plant different crops you can they'll grow in real world time so like if you have a lettuce it takes 10 minutes if you have an eggplant it takes a day a strawberry takes a day in eight hours and it's real world time it's not in game days or it's real world days and there's been lots of variations of these, of these games on. Mobile especially that's where I've played a bunch of these, but this this is just been one of those games where i've I've looked at this a bunch of times I know Corey's talked about it Nate, I think you've talked about it on the show maybe once or twice, and we've gotten tired of back for blood and, and I think l, you're the one that brought this this game up uh for us to play on Thursday nights, but yeah it's just. It, it it's a farming it's a farming game there's not a whole lot to say new of, or that we haven't already said
1: um one thing oops. i i think about farm together though like you were kind of like you can't have 16 people and that's because the farm actually does get very large like i mean yes it, you, ha- I don't know one of the achievements in the game one of the things you do throughout farm together is you use diamonds which is one of the several sets of currency to open up further plots of the farm and I don't know how many you have Kenny but it's not like it's not even half of the ones that you can get and it's already like a long walk from one side of the farm to the other so it makes sense how the game can house that many and everyone can kind of have their own little piece of the land that they're working on.
0: Yeah, so I mean, when you start off, you have a decently spaced uh, farm. And as you, like you said, you get the diamonds, you can unlock more land up to 48. There's 48 total. Wow. And the actual farmland, if you were to have all 48 unlocked, is absolutely monstrous. There's so much room. That having sixteen players in one game would actually be enough to you, you know to actually try to take care of it. You would need sixteen players, and I know you can get like farm hands in the game up to fifteen. So technically, thirty-one farmers <laughs> going through everything to help keep one farm going. I
1: know from looking at the achievement list, there was um, a, I want to say a title update up added at some point when you were playing Koosh was that before that or was that like was that already out at that point
2: I think I think it was probably already out at that point Uh, I definitely didn't jump on this early I definitely jumped late so I think all that stuff was already out
1: so given that you're at I, I know that the game is is very grindy the the completion estimate on TA is one of those 150 hour plus kind of things, but I think you can jump into other people's farm. I know you can jump into other people's farms and get some things. How much time have you put into it cushion and and what you said you had one achievement left, which, which achievement is it that's at the end? Is that just something that's particularly grindy?
2: So there's a couple that are really grindy. um, But you can like, you can share those. Uh, So if you have someone that has a really advanced farm, uh, they've put in a lot of hours, then they can kind of help you, you know, oh, you go ahead and buy this on my farm with my money, and you'll get the achievement. Uh, so that's what I actually did. I did that for two or three of the achievements. I got them popped because of someone who had basically gotten to that point in their game, and they were able to share it. So some of those really grindy ones I got out of the way. The one I'm stuck on is as you sow, so shall you reap, which is for plowing a total of 50,000 tiles. Now, Playing the game naturally, I am I was at like, I don't know, 50% of that or something. Uh, so I'm just kind of grinding uh, towards it. Uh, you can do it with a Cronus, but it's possible to mess up and accidentally sell your gas station. And if you no. have that really nice gas <laughs> no. station and you accidentally sell it, then you're going to have to grind for a whole bunch of, I think it's diamonds you buy that with. Uh, so that's the only reason I haven't cronus uh, cronused that. Um so my plan is, oh, I'll just watch a little TV and I'll do it in the background while I'm doing that. Um, but maybe I'll curse it. Maybe I'll be brave and just do it. Um, but yeah, I, I've put in 51 hours, according to TA, so. Okay. Was it a dude named Rocker that helped out? It is a dude named Rocker that got me, I think, the the last achievement I had before this one, uh, and that was for, I think, buying the union, the workers' union.
3: Because I'm pretty sure he told me that That I could tell all our listeners to uh, send him a DM for help at any time with that game. And he'll be so happy. Uh,
2: Yeah, maybe he did that. That's what I remember. Maybe.
3: (laughs) So uh, dude named Rocker, give me some help. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this seems to be your up your alley, Kenny and Michelle. Like, Uh, I honestly, uh, I don't know. It's not
0: active right enough for me. suggesting it?
3: Yes, I was the one who suggested it, and I also uh, fell asleep on it. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I love the idea of 16 people playing together. That's awesome. We had six, so that was that's different. That's cool. Mm-hmm. But I wish Have there were Have you gone more. online?
2: Have you gone on and looked at somebody else's farm that you don't know? No, that sounds yes. intimidating. Like one of the mega farms? No. It's ridiculous. Are they pretty? <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. People that have put a lot of time into them. Yeah, they've they've got them. You know, some of them are just like whatever. They've got all the accessories, and they are like it looks kind of to me, it looks busy uh, and not good. Uh, but then you have the people who are all about like you know um, efficiency, and and the way they've laid theirs out is is just amazing. Like how they've organized it. Uh, and, and laid it out and just have these huge farms to take up every single plot of land. Mm-hmm. And they just have insane resources and they have insane quests and insane everything. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool to check those out and just, just see them. Uh, I think there was a game mode. I know rocker talked about it. I think when you start the game, and I don't think you mentioned this Kenny, when you start the game, you can pick whether you want to do, uh, you know, a, a plot of land they give you, or if you want to you know, just basically, basically have everything be flat and lower oh, the yes. XP gain. So I think you can start out with a completely flat uh, farm, mm-hmm. but your XP gain will be significantly lower. Yeah. So it'll take you longer. Yeah. But if you just go ahead and deal with some of these uh, terrain issues, your XP gain is higher uh, and your yield. higher. I have a
3: problem with the terrain. Oh, it sucks. When I woke up from my nap, um, it had said, L sucks in the terrain. <laughs> How did that uh, Weird. No, it said Ellis poop. Oh, that's what I said. A, is that like a glitch? What is that?
0: I don't know. I don't know how uh, it got that there.
2: Actually, happened on my farm too. So,
0: <laughs> damn it. The game just knows. Zero point five.
3: Unbelievable. The disrespect <laughs> from Kenny.
1: From me, I
0: didn't do
3: it. Michelle.
1: I have no clue what you're talking about. Damn it, Michelle!
3: <laughs> Framed the eyebrowless man. Unbelievable.
0: <laughs> Bf yeah, farm together. Um, I don't
3: know. Prue and I agree that it should really be called Farm by Yourself, and then uh, you know,
0: jump into Kenny's farm and get achievements. Oh, that is 100% what you two are doing.
3: Yay.
1: I played it on my own for sure. Um, I know you were talking about Alan Peru, but like the the structure of farm together is just not great for long term active playing, at least initially, because your space is kind of small and, and it's time based. So if you want to plant the crops that really have a good yield for you, you know, like watermelons, they have a two day turnaround. It's it's built for you to put them in the ground and come back in a couple days and then pick yeah. them up. So it it's it is, I don't want to say that it's not easy to put a whole lot of time into it because it is, but it's, it's not concurrently playing it all together. It's not as fun as it could be in some ways because of that weight, because resources are shared. So we're kind of early in the game. So anyone who plants whatever cabbage, like that money is out of all of our pool. It's all shared. When you go to use the tractor, the gas stations are are shared. So it kind of slows you down. It is built for play for a little bit, set everything up, and then go do something else and come back later.
0: Yeah. This game desperately is a game that needs to get on the Game Pass for two reasons. One, the together part, having more people would just be nice. You know, Game Pass will allow for more people to see it. And the second reason is if it's on Game Pass, you can play it through xCloud on mobile. Whereas right now it's only on Xbox, so I can't play it like you know on lunch break or something, or on the bath. But yeah, that's that's farm together. If you would like to join, we'll probably be playing that on Thursday at around ten Eastern. If you would like to jump in, get a couple of easy achievements. Uh, with that, let's go to L. What game do you want to talk about?
3: Oh, yeah. Um, Wild West jumped in on Thursday. So, yeah. After I tagged the entire Discord, Wild West jumped in. So That was cool. Good man, Wild West.
0: We got one.
3: Yeah, we got one person. I don't think anyone really believed me that we were playing together. (laughs) But uh, we did. We farmed together. I was totally awake the whole time. Just edit out the other part where I said I was sleeping. Um, We'll deal. Yeah, I unfortunately don't have any One game to showcase in full, but I have uh, some games that I have a smattering of. Uh, I've played this great game called Mailman Simulator. Oh, no, wait. It's called Lake. What the heck? (laughs) I had no idea. That game.
0: That. (laughs) You had no idea about what?
3: I mean, I knew there was some of this stuff, but uh, I don't know. I feel
0: like someone has said that. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, maybe we on this talked about all these yes.
3: games. We talked about all these games on the podcast. Do I remember? <laughs> no. So, yes. It was um, <laughs> Mailman
0: Simulator.
3: <laughs> yeah. It was a very slow-paced um, game. But very good dialogue and, and pretty good world. So, I will get back to that at some point. Um, and I also wanted to talk about two other games. The first one is Unpacking. Uh, these are all Game Pass games, by the way, since that was a great theme that we did the other day. Unpacking uh, is a game where you just have boxes and you unpack them in your room just by clicking around. And I know, I think Nate talked about this before, right, Nate? We'll say it was Nate. And, uh, yes, Nate did uh, talk about Nate talked about it. So what I wanted to talk about is that I played this game with my nine-year-old daughter, and she enjoys it very much. Uh, we played on the Xbox, so no... We didn't try it on the PC. Maybe that would be an interesting one to try with the mouse or a touch screen. Um, but the idea is that you can rotate the stuff you unpack and then get them to fit where they're supposed to fit. So after a while, she was getting a little frustrated. And I said to her, I think there's an accessibility um, mode where you can put anything anywhere. And she said, Really? I said, Yeah. So oh, first s- nice. Yeah, it is nice, and you know, most of the achievement hunting community will turn this on right away and spam through the achievements, but she liked that she could put anything anywhere without having to force anything in or try to figure out where things go. Uh, so I guess stuff like this is why accessibility exists. So people of any skill for can play games. Oh, and for achievements, for sure. Um, as far as the achievements go, they're pretty straightforward. If you use the walkthrough... They basically consist of just clicking on certain items, uh, rotating them, and putting them in certain places. Pretty straightforward if you use the walkthrough. It's pretty good. But yeah, if you have a small child or someone, uh, a a spouse or someone just wants something easygoing, unpacking's pretty good. And then in a similar vein, I played a game that Corey talked about once upon a time, which was Dodgeball Academia. And that one I did actually play on my laptop, and it played just fine. I went through the first two worlds, um, and I said to myself, I am not turning on accessibility. I am not turning on accessibility. So I played through a good chunk without doing it, and then there's an achievement early on for beating someone who you're not supposed to beat early on. And the only way to do this is by turning on the accessibility. And, uh, yeah, once I did this, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, this makes life a lot easier.
0: Who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it,
3: yeah. So you could either put uh, your um, percentage up of the damage you do or make your damage that you take go down or a combination of both. So it's pretty customizable in that way. Um, The game is very colorful. (laughs) Now, the walkthrough, I actually don't like... When the walkthrough just says, yeah, go ahead and just hit Y to skip all the dialogue. I don't know why a walkthrough would tell you to do that. That should be something you decide on your own.
1: That's walkthroughs on TA or yeah, but frequently you know, written just, from the path of least resistance to get all the achievements. That should it, be it's something. It's really whatever the intention of the author of the walkthrough is. And that that is generally the aim on true achievements. For better or, yeah. or worse.
3: Yeah, to not enjoy the game and just, yeah. Just play an easy game if you're going to do that. I don't know. Play a Five minute game, so I actually, of course, read all the dialogue. Uh, it's it's not bad, it's not wonderful, but it's a lively cast of characters. So I got through two of the chapters so far. Uh, other than than that, the walkthrough is not bad; it tells you everything you need to do. Um, but I uh, the, the ratio in um, in dodgeball is much higher than unpacking. Unpacking is pretty straightforward. And dodge That's Bowl, not a surprise yeah dodgeball it's a little little higher, even though I think with the accessibility nothing is, should be too hard except for a couple of little mini games I believe I have coming up that might take a few tries, but yeah so yeah um dodgeball it's another I think that dodgeball has a co-op um uh, you could play in co-op I haven't tried that yet I do want to try that so I'm gonna have to try it out on the xbox and uh see if I can convince my son to play with me i think he would like it actually you definitely yeah Dodgeball's so dodgeball's good with the, with the boy crowd unpacking could be good with the girl crowd i don't know actually as you're unpacking you really you you get the notion that you are a girl some of the stuff you unpack uh yeah you're definitely a girl it's very interesting very interesting but good games good games game right. pass coming through yet again Literally the best. It is the best. So don't talk about any sales this week, okay?
0: Yeah, we'll do. Okay. All right. And uh Michelle, you got the last game. What do you want to talk about?
1: All right. Well, speaking of Game Pass, I finally got to spend some time in Auden Chronicles Rising. Woo! Or I should say it's Auden Chronicle Rising. That's coming to Game Pass? Uh <laughs> so this launched straight into game pass which is awesome when we get these first day games euden chronicle rising serves as a prequel to the fully featured kickstarter backed euden chronicle 100 heroes which is a game that is a spiritual successor to the suikoden franchise which was uh, released on the playstation consoles it is not quite what the final product is going to be so suikoden is a traditional turn-based japanese rpg usually you have parties of six and and that but it also has other gameplay mechanics in it that made it unique amongst jrpgs agent chronicle is an action rpg and a platformer so in a lot of ways there there are elements that feel almost metroidvania ish Uh, it is not one But you do at some point get a double jump. There are areas that you can't traverse to until you earn certain magic and can break down certain barriers. I am enjoying my time with this game. And if you look generally online, reviews and things like that are kind of middling. And it's understandable. Much of the gameplay for and Chronicle Rising is centered around doing various fetch quests for the town that you're building up. So in Aeudin Chronicle Rising, you're playing a CJ. She is a 16-year-old scavenger, and in her uh, community, 15-year-olds get kicked out of their homes and basically are told, don't come back until you find some a bigger treasure than your parents found. And so that's where she's at. She is just wandering the world, trying to find this lens, because her dad found a really big lens, and she needs to find an even bigger one in order to be able to go home. And she's just like a real upbeat sort of character, very self-assured Uh, kind of a cool character to see in there and and then throughout the game you meet your series of characters who help you out and that's that's the core of why you're there otherwise though in terms of story there is a story going on the town you're in which is called new has some issues with uh these these people that are coming in to to go into the what they call the rune barrows, which is where these magical items are and there's a little bit of like an intrigue there but it's really pretty superficial and i think that's kind of where for some folks this game falls a little flat because it doesn't have that depth of story that you would expect from suikoden franchises and and from jrpgs more broadly it is Mm -hmm. mostly hey the roof of my inn is not great can you help me get five pieces of lumber to fix the roof of my inn that's a lot of the gameplay and the achievements reflect this too aiden chronicle rising has 50 achievements the list is i assume a little bit backloaded i have 14 of them right now and i've put in about 13 14 hours but i'm also playing it very slowly um throughout once you do these these different missions you get stamps there are achievements related to collecting a certain number of stamps there are achievements for finishing uh certain areas 100% exploring certain areas and there're also hard mode achievements the hard mode for the game doesn't open until you beat the game But all you have to do is go into these areas where the bosses are and replay the boss again. So once you've finished the boss of an area, anytime you go back into there, that boss regenerates and you can fight it again. So you don't have to play the whole game a second time, to my understanding. But um, yeah, like as a teaser for the bigger game, I like seeing the world begin to get set up. I'm curious how some of these characters will appear in the full game. I also don't know exactly what items and things from this game will Uh, port over with your save into the main game but it's it's made me want more of that in the future in and of itself as a game it's not going to strike the right chords for everybody but i've enjoyed it a lot the other thing i want to point out is the game is on it's an uh, x cloud game with touch controls on the phone and actually works great on the phone I wouldn't recommend it if you're going into an area with higher level enemies, because anytime, for me, at least when I'm playing Game Pass games on my phone, if you need to do anything that's finesse controls, it's not great. But if you're going through an area where you can just power through everything, it is totally fine. And if you're doing these little fetch quest type things where it's like, could you just go talk to this character and give them something and then come back to me? This game is perfect for playing on the road via your phone, and it's not super intensive. So I've actually really enjoyed playing it mobile. But yeah, I'm I am very happy with it. I would have been happy probably myself if I had acquired it not in Game Pass. So uh, yeah, if you have any interest in Aeodon Chronicle coming out, it's it's I would say at least give it a try. You don't lose anything uh, similar to how Bloodstained had that sort of prequel game. It's not the same genre as the game that's eventually coming out. So just keep that in mind. It, it's it doesn't have like again this great big story and and all that kind of stuff that that may be a detriment to people but gameplay wise it's fine and it's definitely a good time killer
0: yeah this uh looking at this this isn't what i was expecting because i know obviously it's a jrpg i was thinking more 3d-ish rather than the 2d side scroller-esque type of a thing i mean it doesn't look bad it's not the, a knock on it by what by what I said.
1: Yeah, the graphics look fine. Um, they and they had said during the Kickstarter that the presentation of the game would be similar to like an Octopath Traveler, so where you have these sort of two D sprites moving along three D ish backgrounds. But um, I don't know. Typically, the Sui Coding games, and if it really is following that framework, they're not very. They're they're not platformers you know, you don't jump up and down things where this game is very much a platformer. So I, you know, I don't know how much of that actual gameplay will port over, but I I think it's, it's interesting how within AUDEN it explains sort of traversal mechanics. So as you're going through, you eventually open up an armor, you open up a weapon shop and you also open up a blacksmith. So as you get better armor that the blacksmith then makes even better, it increases your ability to travel. So for CJ, for the main character, when her armor gets upgraded early on, she gets a double jump, which I think they call a two-point jump in the game. But it's it's a double jump. Uh, for Isha, who's a character you get a little later on, she gets like a, a small teleport. And it, it comes in line with when her armor gets upgraded to a point where they explain, like, oh, the armor is super light now. So now you have this extra movement, which is an interesting way to go about that.
0: See, that's what made me think that this was more of a 3D type of a game is the fact that you have your town that you're building up.
1: Well, a central part to the, all the Sui Coden games is as you get as you collect your characters, your home base gets bigger and it allows you to do more things right there and you kind of see the vibrancy of the town you're building. And so they basically made this little kind of prequel game solely about the town building. But once again, the the biggest knock on the game is that most of the gameplay is, is fetch questing and doing these little side missions for people. And it it's fun, but every time you finish one main story component, you have like eight of these things that open up. On one hand, it's great because oh just one more thing. But on the other hand, it's like I kind of want to get to the point. So I, I can see both sides of it when it comes to the game.
0: Right. The town building part sounds appealing to me, but not in this <laughs> not in this case of the fetch quests.
1: Yeah, and it's not really town building like you're gonna put the in here in the tavern here it's that you're helping them upgrade by doing the fetch quests yeah so it's it's a little bit it, it might be a little misleading to think about it as a a world builder or town builder because it's not quite that
0: right exactly all right uh well with that let's get into sales uh l why don't you kick it off all right,
3: of course, just to bug Corey. Oh, I miss Corey. Just to tell him that Demetrios is 99 cents.
0: He He'll <laughs> eventually game. listen to us and hear he that. He
3: hates that game. I think it's just because an achievement bugged on him. Uh, and it's a zero-pointer, so he doesn't feel like going through again. Come on, Corey. You know point. you want to. Uh, our buddy Neo compiled all the Vayners that are on sale this week. Um. La Mulana, which is often talked about in our Vayner's room. By the way, our Vayner's channel is now opt-in for it because, I don't know, I guess one or two people complained about it. I don't know. Everyone should be in there talking about Metroidvanias. Come on. But I believe it is opt-in now. So you just have to click on the uh, the wall meat or the wall chicken <laughs> in under <laughs> um, <laughs> role management to get in there. Uh, as I was saying, La Mulana is talked about quite frequently and it is 75% off. Three dollars and seventy four cents. Good sale. Normally fifteen. And La Milana two is six twenty four down from twenty five. So also seventy five percent off. Uh, yeah, so that's like ten bucks for both of them as opposed to forty. So yeah, good job. Uh, Momodora is two dollars down from ten dollars. That is another great deal. Oliver's Adventures in Fairyland is $4.89, down from $7. Not a wonderful deal, but if you don't have it, that one is known as one of the easier ones. That one does have a cheat. You can get that game done in about an hour or so. Uh, Phenotopia is $14. Yes. Yes, you can cheat. $14 down from $20. Uh, Record of Lotus War. It's $17.50 down from 25 but it is in Game Pass. Uh, Infernax is $16 down from 20 but it is also in Game Pass, as well as Jedi Fallen Order it is $10. Wow. Cheap. As long as no one paid full price for that, then uh, we don't know anybody like that. It was worth it. <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> you keep telling your accountant that. To who Luna Nights, your wife, two Who Luna Nights is fourteen dollars and thirty nine cents now from eighteen. That is uh one that left Game Pass recently. Not a wonderful sale, but I've heard good things about that one as well. And uh yeah. That's all pretty good sales this week, actually.
0: All right. Uh what recommendations are you gonna give, Michelle?
1: just had one i'm going to recommend sayonara wild hearts which is 779 down from 1299 i mostly recommend this because one of my coworkers actually just loves this game and keeps saying like are you ever going to play this and i keep thinking it's in game pass and it's not but the pitch of it Hmm. is if you ever look at the description of the game on the game page on xbox is just it's it it enough is it does enough just to catch your attention on its own sayonara wild hearts is a euphoric music video dream about being awesome riding motorcycles skateboarding dance battling shooting lasers wielding swords and breaking hearts at 200 miles per hour so the, yeah that wow. i wow sounds amazing i you know it is a rhythm based title it's not classified as rhythm action on ta i really don't know all that much about it except for it comes highly recommended and that's an amazing description
0: Training. That's quite the description. A little bit of everything in there. Alright. Uh, how about you, Nate?
2: Uh, I was a little bit down on the sales this week, but then I went back in and looked a little harder, uh, and I want to recommend these three things. Uh, a Plague Tale Innocence is $10 down from 40 This is the lowest price it's ever been. Uh, this is an action-adventure stealth game. It's currently in Game Pass, but it's been there for twenty-eight months, so it could leave at any point. <laughs> uh, and it's a somewhat lengthy game. Uh, you know, it's it's not a quick five-hour completion. I think it's a, I want to say it's like a twenty. Um, mm-hmm. I'm stalling for time, fifteen to twenty hours. Yes, uh, the PC version is only eleven dollars. I think eleven or twelve. So if you're going to pick up both, uh, and you've got a ton of money just sitting around, maybe that's something you want to think about. Uh, next up. Faraday protocol guaranteeing that no one's heard of this. Uh, this is $10 down from 25. This is the lowest price it's ever been. This isn't This is an adventure game and it looks similar to the Turing test or call of the sea. Mm. It's that type of kind of walking sim puzzle game. Uh, early on you get a gun, uh, and you use that Faraday gun to activate, um, different things on the wall. So it's a little bit like portal ish. Um, so, you know, if you're looking for some more of that in your life, check that out, see if it's for you. Uh, There are walkthroughs online, but not on TA. This game has a 3.81 rating on TA from 16 votes, so that to me says it's, maybe there's something there, Uh, so check it out. Uh, Last up, Moon (laughs) Hunters, which is 150 down from 15. This is the lowest it's ever been. This is an uh, action RPG slash role-playing 20 to 25 hours it's got 47 achievements it's got a 3.88 score from 16 votes I guess the exact same people that played Faraday protocol uh, also played and voted on moon hunters and um, this looks okay uh, I believe Chronos uh, uh, recommended it highly um, it looks okay to me uh you know I'm not a huge RPG guy but this this does look interesting
3: now Nate when you went oh, to boy. school with Michael Faraday, what kind of student was he? Of course.
5: <laughs> um, <laughs>
4: uh,
3: I, don't I don't know, know how to answer that. that. It. <laughs> I don't want to embarrass him. It's all black and white. It's okay. It's okay. Don't embarrass him. It's fine.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: <laughs> you can Google go it. All right. Or Bing. Bing. Uh, sure. tells well,
0: you, you lived used. in a cage? Alright. Well, in that case, let's get to Game Pass news. We've got a bunch of stuff that, have, that has dropped. Available May 17th. Her story. That's
3: uh, two days ago.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. it two days ago. Right. Uh, time. Uh, <laughs> we also have Jurassic World Evolution 2. Highly recommend this. Zoo Tycoon will have dinosaurs. If you Okay, I guess not Nate, but if you like management games, <laughs> the Jurassic World Evolution games, very, very good. I'm very excited that this is coming to, to Game Pass.
2: Do they have a console? Developer console?
0: <laughs> oh. Uh,
2: new? You know, because I just like to play with parameters, that's all.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, also available is Little Witch in the Woods, although there's no achievements at that this time. Why is that on this? Hey, who cares? Uh, Skate is now available on the cloud via EA Play. Jesus. God, what is this? Why do all these games have these weird titles? Trying to make me say this. Umogari? Um- I
1: think it's Umarangi.
0: Umarangi. Wow, I wasn't even close on that one. Alright. Uh, Generation Special. Something like that. Unagi Generation mm. Special Edition <laughs> Cloud <laughs> Console and PC. <laughs> also available now is Farming Simulator 22 for Cloud Console on PC uh, Vampire Survivors on the PC coming May 24th is Floppy Nights on Cloud Console and PC as long as Hard Space Shipbreaker for the PC wait what 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 okay did I say something wrong? No, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> coming May 26th is Sniper Elite 5 for the console and PC.
2: And that's a day one. That's a brand new game.
0: Even better. I, I think four, Sniper Elite 4 was in Game Pass or is in Game Pass? I think already? it is
2: still in Game Pass, yep.
0: Okay. Uh, Cricket 22 for the PC is coming May 27th, along with Pac-Man... Museum Plus on the cloud console and PC. Was that which game is known, also about? known about? What ge- the Pac-Man. Pac-Man? That looked like a surprise to um, me. I apparently don't pay Pac-Man, attention. Pac-Man, I would think you know what this game is. It's one of those old arcade oh, games. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know
3: if uh, that was known to be coming out. Um, Yeah, Namco hasn't made a game in like 30 years. They just keep coming out with the museum on uh, (laughs) every console.
0: I I have a Pac-Man museum on the PlayStation 1. Exactly. Fun.
3: (laughs) Namco museum.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, But yeah, this one, cloud console PC, this is available day one with Game Pass. And then not Game Pass... But it's coming free-to-play Fall Guys, June 21st. Finally, this is this is coming. Been waiting for this one for a very long time at this point. And then with that, we also have some games that are leaving Game Pass May 31st. Oh. Uh, so this, this will be the list of games that Nate will be playing for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have EA's... Wait, a we have NHL 20.
2: Oh, to go along with For- Madden
0: 20, Nate. There you go.
2: Oh. They get all the twenties. <laughs> yes.
0: Hmm. Farming Simulator 19, Knockout City, but that's going free to play. Uh, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, Spellforce 3 Soul Harvest, Super Hot Mind Control Delete, and yes, Your Grace. Those games are all leaving Game Pass on the 31st.
2: Which is great, because I'm not really interested in any of those. So that's fantastic. <laughs> uh, let's circle back uh, to Vampire Survivors, which I don't think got the hype. I mean, there should have been a Vuvuzela
4: yeah, the background something. or the,
2: uh, yeah or something. <laughs> uh, Vampire Survivors is, is like, uh, you know, people love this game. People who've who played it on the PC have been screaming about this thing. It is a... Uh, uh, how do I even describe this? Um, it's addictive. Let's just let's just call it that. <laughs> it's one of these games where you get in and you survive for as long as you can. And if you get good at it, like a run will take you thirty minutes. Like a run is thirty minutes if you go from beginning to end. Uh, and people are addicted to this thing. It. I'm very excited to be able to try this, and I'm hoping it has achievements on Steam, where it where it resides. Uh, it has ninety six achievements, I think. So if this Whoa. makes it to the Xbox. You know how I love games with a lot of achievements. Uh, this could be uh, some
0: serious crack. Is this... Uh, I have something. that when I bend over. That. Mm. What? I may have played this on Steam if it's the game I'm thinking about. Is it like a... Nope. Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Never mind. I don't know, I've played some survival, some vampire game. Couldn't tell you what it is though.
2: Yeah, basically, uh, I haven't uh, played it, but I've just I've heard people talking about it, and I think it's like a single screen game where you're just kind of running around, getting power ups, uh, either avoiding or trying to get close to vampires and all sorts of uh, bad guys in order to kill them. As you level up, you get money, which you can invest into random uh, perks, and then those perks are things like garlic or you know the Bible or whatever. And that will allow you to, you know, either kill or, you know, just oh. do all kinds of crazy ways of of increasing your damage as you go. Um, kind of like an auto clicker, you know. It's, it seems a little bit like that from what I've heard. So I'm very interested in checking this out.
0: Okay, so I'm watching a video. This is not at all the vampire game I'm thinking of. This reminds me very much of the. I think it was an Xbox Live Arcade game, but it was—I know it didn't have achievements. Uh, I made a game of zombies in it. Did any of you, if any of you have played that, it looks very similar to that, but like (laughs) more sprite-based.
1: I think I made a game with zombies in it. Was a Xbox Live Indies game? Game.
0: Yes, that's what it is. Um, I know it was one of the games that was only eighty Microsoft points.
1: I know it was. I know it was one of the games within the Xbox Live Indie marketplace that was better regarded. Like a lot of it was not much, but that one had a little bit of a a little definitely had some buzz to it
0: because it was phenomenal, crazy fun. And it had an amazing song that went with the game. The song actually wound up being so good. It was actually in Rock Band as well. You could play. Hmm. So good. That is familiar. Trogdor? <laughs> oh, uh, wrong song. Oh. All right. Uh, so, yeah, let's continue on. Uh, L, you have some random news.
3: I have random news. I have lots of random news, actually, so bear with me. Uh, the first thing is that in Waka news, Human Fall Flat has new DLC again. Um, it's the gift that keeps on giving? <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> There's yeah, certain on. fun there are certain people that actually really enjoy this uh, announcement and then there are other people that say let me reinstall the game <laughs> so, hi so waka can help me <laughs> um hi yeah like bills and carnage i know love it um and certain people in our community too but yeah so there's a new dlc for human fall flat thank you to waka as always for help with that and total reliable delivery service uh, who were the master of those bad physics schemes. Uh, He is very good at those games. I don't remember if we touched on the Halo Infinite news that they uh, people were rushing to do the lasso because they were getting rid of the tank gun. And then all of a sudden, they brought it back. They reversed it. Did you hear about this? This is crazy stuff. So people, there was some OP gun... I know Nate knows about yes. this.
2: The tank gun and the skill jump. Oh, yeah, I know about it.
0: Go ahead and explain it, Nate.
2: Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, there's this is a game called Halo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, there's a brand it's new a one, genre. You it don't doesn't like. have multiplayer, <laughs> it, it doesn't have online co op, uh-huh. which is really frustrating. But what they do have 343
0: sucks.
2: What they do have is a gun that uh, basically belongs to a scorpion tank, I believe. And yes. uh, it doesn't have recoil. And uh, you don't take damage from firing it, and it just is so OP. Well, they removed it recently in a patch, and they're putting it back in because people said, "I want my cheats, I want the game to be easy mode." Uh, and so they are apparently putting that back. I don't know if they're going to change some things to kind of make that nullify the achievement or something else, but uh, apparently that is going back in. Um, and that sounds great to me because I didn't I didn't play it before the shut before before they patched it out, so. Okay. Yeah, cool.
0: the tank gun made the lasso achievement uh, doable. Like, I know it was still a little bit tricky, not the easiest thing in the world. It just made it, you know, that much easier. Which, anything to make those god awful achievements easier is a blessing.
3: Hmm. All right. Speaking of god awful achievements, Gears 5 uh, recently got rid of uh, a mode called Escape Hive. So now when you boot up Gears 5, you get two achievements automatically just for booting up Gears 5. And there's two of them related to uh, building an Escape Hive and creating and publishing an Escape Hive. Uh, So as it stands right now, only about 30,000 people out of 300,000 people have these achievements. So there's a good 270,000 people that could just turn on this game and get these achievements. So there's a PSA for you guys. There's a lot of people on my friends list who have not bothered to do it. I imagine it'll always work, but you never know. I would get it done sooner than later. I did it the other day and uh, preserved my streak, but those are two achievements, actually. I didn't even have to play anything that night. And last but not least, uh, there's rumor mill that I, We don't usually talk about rumor mill too much, but there's more rumors about a Gears remaster coming out. And I just want to say that I hope it does because that would make me excited. I so hope it does. Um not to get into a tangent, but um, in one of my uh, private rooms with some buddies, we were talking about these seriously achievements and people worried about the list. And I can't imagine them not including all those seriously achievements again, but
2: hopefully that doesn't what if they persuade have, people. What if they have a meta seriously? Just like dude seriously. So just get all like the seriously all the, I bet you they would. Get all the seriously. Yeah.
3: And then the first person to oh, get that achievement that. gets... Uh, <laughs> Lifetime supply of deodorant, I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, especially since the rumor mill around the Gears remasters that it's going to be a Master Chief esque or Master Chief's collection esque uh style remaster. So you'll have a bunch of the games in one collection. Which if they do that, there will absolutely be a seriously, seriously achievement that includes that is for unlocking all of the seriously achievements. Just because you know, screw you, because we can.
3: I can't imagine them just, but I, I, I imagine it would just be one, two, three, and judgment. They, there's no need to remaster four, or five, obviously. So, and one was remastered already, obviously. So two and three
0: would probably get some polish, but that's fine. I'm surprised they haven't done that for, yet. For I would love or two and three to get the, um. Like Halo One remaster, where you can just click sele- or Halo Two, and right. you click select at any time and swaps back and forth. Mm-hmm. I I think would love to see those. Gears Three still
3: looks good to me, but I'm sure that could be
0: improved. When I was playing through them, I was stunned at how well those games looked, considering you know they are Xbox 360 yeah. games. Like Gears Three is amazing i cannot believe they got <laughs> i cannot believe they got that game on an xbox 360 with how good that looks yep i don't know what wizardry they did
1: well i don't the gears games and a lot of the xbox 360 games sort of automatically up if you're playing on a series console or something to that I effect th-
2: probably i think that might be the case yeah
1: yeah so they're they're looking even shinier with a, you know, a fresh layer of uh, mm-hmm. paint over them from and and i agree with that like they they still look nice like they they aged well it's not like uh looking Very. at old playstation one era games where you're like oh goodness like these are all bad <laughs> aged nicely
0: yeah and that's the thing when i played the gears games i was on the og xbox and i was amazed at how well it looked so it's not like i was on the Mm -hmm. Series X and having the even more up-res. It's it's just a good-looking game. Yeah, I would love a Gears of War collection. One more. Another reason to go through and play them again. Mm -hmm. All right. Proclamation point.
1: Gotta get it out (laughs) of the dock. We just read the sheet. All right. uh, Brad Camp completions. KT Echo has reached a new milestone of 150 completed games. Chesno has reached 300 games. Crazy Catman at 350. Quick Don't Die and Neon Prime both have reached 400 completed games. High Road v at 450 games. Awoo <laughs> who we don't usually see too often here because he's choosy, hit 750 completed games and Dave Badumtish. Badumtish. Badumtish.
6: <laughs> Children
1: of has reached 900 completed games congratulations everyone
2: in ratio no one's doing anything in streaks mental night five currently with the 50-day achievement win streak good job buddy survivalist on 300 days retro chief 1969 on 500 days fashion reader on 1600 days and philip wendell is currently on a two-year achievement win streak
0: mm. Good man. Umplebeast has hit four hundred fifty thousand gamer score. Chesno has hit six hundred thousand. Eldritch SS has hit six v thousand. Hiroyv2 has hit seven hundred fifty. No wait, he has hit eight hundred thousand gamer score, along with NBA Kirkland. And then way up there, Redemption Denied (laughs) has hit three point two million gamer score. (laughs) This is sick, man.
3: Oh, redemption denied. In leaderboards, Alex R. Davies is third of the TA leaderboard for Xbox One Vayners. High Road V2 is in the top 10 of the Colorado TA leaderboard, as well as the top overall 1,000 on TA. Very nice. IMIX0 is in the top 100 of the Florida Gamerscore leaderboard. Luke 17,000 is now in the top 1,000 of the TA difference leaderboard for management. Mark B. is now in the top 20 of the United Kingdom Gamer Score leaderboard. Retro Chief 1969 is in the top 20 of the TA Difference leaderboard for point and click. And Umple Beast is in the top 2000 of the USA TA leaderboard. Last but not least, we have an old buddy of ours. Mighty Mango is number one on the games played leaderboard for Windows Phone. And just in the nick of time, I guess, because they just closed the whole shebang down and people are just mad. Sneaking that one in. People are mad, even though they had like five years notice, ten years notice. <laughs> people are mad, and I get it. You people paid for stuff and they have no don't have access to it. I understand being very upset about it. Although I never had a Windows phone, thankfully. Uh yeah, but people are mad. I number one, and that that is something that no one can ever take from him.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, that's a good that's a good idea. It's a good <laughs> Jump on that one. Yeah.
2: If you want to pay your respects in that channel, do it now because it's gonna be going away anytime soon. We're not gonna give you a five year warning on <laughs> when the channel's going away. We'll give you a couple hours.
0: Or we'll just straight delete it. Uh not much going yep. on in Braggs this
3: week. Uh Inferno. Did the um, <laughs> the smoke and mirrors achievement in Roundabout? That's where you go the, uh, the the desert limo achievement. It's pretty infamous. What is that like? Eight hours, ten hours, twelve hours straight? Oh, why do you hate know. yourself? Yeah, I forgot how many hours it is, but you have to just sit there and play I think it. It's an eight-hour achievement. I think so too, but he did it, and he's crazy.
2: So, uh, congrats to him. Need a milestone musing just on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong.
3: And uh, there was uh, one of the developers of the game, uh, Get a Grip Chip, came into our Discord. And a lot of people decided to buy his game, including Fighter Chip. And he completed Get a Grip Chip and the Body Bugs. And he was 11th. He was very upset that he was only 11th because the game is basically named after him.
4: <laughs>
3: Get a Grip Chip. And the body bugs. Man, I love everyone in this community. They're crazy. I'm looking through the Brad Camp channel, and I just see the Shakira gif, and not getting mad at it, and it just makes me happy.
0: <laughs>
3: the dog food
0: can. All right. Anyway. Well, if you want to see what that gif is, you can always yeah. join the Discord. Discord.io slash H101. Tag L. Yeah. He loves to get tagged. He also loves to tag at everyone. And, but, but, yeah, I do, actually. About as much as he loves getting tagged himself.
3: You know what else I love? You'll never guess what this is one. That?
0: Sandwiches. Okay.
3: Uh yeah. That was for okay. that was for Katie Echo. Well
0: What do you think about subs?
3: Uh we need Amazon Prime subs, Twitch subs, and five dollar foot long subs. What about grinders? Hoagies and grinders, hoagies and grinders, Navy beans, Navy beans. Yeah, we don't have
0: grinders in New York. (laughs) Okay. As always, all the links to all of our socials and whatnot is down in the show notes. Please give us a like or a follow or subscribe to us on all all the different things. But until then, thank you all for listening. Class is dismissed. See you all next week. See you next week
3: for
1: 200.
0: (laughs) Now I'm getting hungry again. What about heroes? I'm
1: holding out. What about everyone's (laughs) favorite sandwich, a taco?
0: Holding out for a hero, Nate. (laughs) Oh, Michelle, you just started something saying that. (laughs) Yeah, the Mexican pizza's
3: back at Taco Bell today, and I was excited until I saw it was $5. I can get a whole. Box for five dollars. Come on, come on, Taco Bell, make that make that two dollars, just for me. I'm gonna
1: stop recording now. I am never gonna go to
0: Little Caesars and get an actual pizza.
6: welcome to the second episode of the Master Raters, where myself, Chewie and Ice, Matrock Michelle and Volgolat and Devin uh, discuss all of our various games and what we've rated them at. The first episode we covered our 0.5 games, the absolute worst of the worst, and now we're moving on to the only slightly less worst, (laughs) 1.0 star games. So welcome, guys. Hey, welcome back
1: yeah i'm so excited to do this can can i say real quickly before we continue like thank you to folks in discord for the amazing feedback on the 0.5 episode it was awesome to see people actually discuss their own ratings and and what they feel about these things which makes i think all of us feel more pumped to come in here and produce yet another one of these Yeah,
6: yeah, yeah, definitely was very well received. Uh, And I'm actually really looking forward to starting to talk about slightly less worse games. Obviously, (laughs) one star maybe Uh, doesn't cover that. But the the good thing about this segment is that we'll be kind of enjoying our discussion more as we go along, right? Theoretically, it only can improve, (laughs) we can only get better things. (laughs) cool yeah so we're talking now about our one-star games now last time we spoke we talked about the really really bad ones and we had our different reasons for rating our 0.5 games mostly the fact that they were completely and utterly broken and i think the term that we phrased was aggressively bad yes (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) which i I really enjoyed that one now for me personally a one-star game is actually my personal default worst rating Uh, In the same way that a lot of people say you can't have a perfect five-star game, throughout history, throughout my years of being on TA, I never rated a game as a 0.5. So one was always my worst games. So for me, actually, these are all bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. Now, I I did break my own rule uh, last year when I rated Another Dawn as 0.5. But for me, the one is the worst.
5: Well, there's that special once-in-a-lifetime generational
6: thing that is just (laughs) that bad. Exactly. Uh, so, so what about you guys? What what, to, what does one say to you?
1: Well, I will jump in. I, I think we're really talking about now, right, that where we split hairs when we're talking about 0.5 mm. versus 1.0. And keeping in mind always that ratings are subjective. And I think for me, the difference between a 0.5 game and a 1.0 game is there's at least some little redeeming thing in there. Because that was my feeling on 0.5, right? There's nothing redeeming about this. It's broken, it doesn't work. With a 1.0 game, there's some small takeaway. It's still mostly broken, but there's that one little thing you can turn over and go, well, I didn't feel like I wasted all of my time. And I think until we get <laughs> to about three, that's mostly what this is going to be. Layers of, well, how much did I feel like I was wasting my time here? Um, so that's, that's it. It's a little step above, but there was some positive takeaway or, or at least not entirely negative takeaways.
5: Yeah, that's about where where I'm at, where it's like, there's something here where I'm like this is a little bit more valuable it's not it is bad but you know it's it wasn't as offensively bad for whatever reason um mm. and there's a there's a few of them here uh we can hop right into them if you'd like
6: yeah i think um so unlike last time where Michelle and I only had that single 0.5 all three of us had I'd say between, what, like 5 and 10, 1.0 mm-hmm. mm-hmm. games. So we, we had a selection to choose from, but we, we've got a mix that we're going to talk about. Uh, and I think I'm going to kick things off, if that's okay. Absolutely. Uh, by talking about a couple of my ones. So the first one I want to talk about is... Um, a game called Murder Miners. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Vulgar, I know you're familiar with this one. I almost, uh, uh,
5: almost not... did a full expletive right there, just the name.
6: <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, it is, it is a shockingly bad game, and and actually we we did discuss about this before we we recorded, and maybe it deserves a zero point five. It is that bad, uh, but I reserve a special place in hell for another dawn for that one. <laughs> uh, but M- Murder Miners is a it's a multiplayer game. Uh, it's a first person, I guess, shooter type game. It's, it's barely even a game. It's like a tech demo, really. But it's a tech demo, if you were trying to make the worst possible type of game from the 90s, I guess, because it just has that, that terrible polygon style 3D look. Oh, about Oh, it. it's trying to be um, Minecraft. That's what it's going for. Is is it though? Yeah, that's it's, the, well, it's, the block It's basically building. like create, I yeah. guess there is block building. It's basically like create your own shooter game. So you can create uh. maps, arenas. It's like an arena shooter. There are maps that are pre-generated. You can create your own ones. And then in the world, yeah, you get like a block gun that allows you to paint the world with blocks but also just really, really awful shooting mechanics. Um, and because it's a multiplayer game, it, it has to be really boosted to be completed. All, all of the achievements are. Some of them you can do with bots, um, but there's a few that you have to do with with. Uh, groups of people uh, large groups of people and one in particular is the bane of my existence it is called well uh, get over here uh, referencing uh, scorpion's uh, finisher move in a uh, fatality move in mortal combat uh, and that is for grabbing five humans as a zombie in a six plus player game okay which sounds straightforward enough Okay, it's annoying because you've got to get at least six people together. So you've got to boost it. You've got to get a session together. But we have a lovely community, right? A wonderful community on the Discord where we can say, hey guys, anyone got murder miners? Numerous people say, yep, I got that pile of crap. Uh, hey, how about we uh, knock out these uh, multiplayer achievements? Fantastic. Let's all get together. like eight people all in one game. Fantastic. We we knock through the achievements. Some of them are a little bit iffy, but then we get to get over here. We take it in turns to be a zombie. Everyone else is a human, and we use the grab move on each other, and nothing happens. So it is a very very buggy achievement. Although for at least one of us, something does happen, doesn't it? Yeah,
5: Bog? I don't know what you're talking about. It worked first try for me.
1: Oh jeez.
6: Except it didn't. It worked. You got the achievement by not doing the requirements of the achievement
5: yeah i didn't do the thing it bugged out for me positively
6: you uh you were just playing a random thing you were just we were just playing a random game and you were like oh i just got an achievement get over here oh what was that for (laughs) that's (laughs) nothing to do with what i was doing so then we we all attempted to get the achievement. We all did it a variety of different ways, and different combinations, and basically none of us could get it apart from I think Volga. And was it retro achieved retro it did, as yeah. well? Yeah, <clears throat> completely randomly, as though I don't know if he got it doing the actual requirements. So basically. The game is very, very buggy, very, very glitchy, uh, and this one achievement in particular evades a lot of people from the completion. Uh, I'm just looking at my friends list, and 10 people have got the completion. You and RetroTreef are on there, but 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 7 people, myself included, uh, Rorker, Mental Knight, Elroy, X the Hero, uh, uh, all have everything but this one achievement this one massively glitchy achievement it is a glitchy ugly buggy pile of crap yeah it is murder miners and i it's recommend terrible. You it's terrible avoid it yeah. one star it's only four dollars though yes which is probably why it doesn't get the 0.5 to me because it is very cheap <laughs> so there you go
1: and how long would you say that it took you to get the achievements that didn't Glitch on you. That was a pretty quick experience.
6: About two hours. Yeah. Less than an hour. Oh. Probably less than But hour. Well, uh, less than an hour on the bot stuff. And then, yeah, maybe with everyone, getting everyone together and kind of rotating through it all, probably, yeah, more like an hour or two hours because, you know, if you're sharing, then uh, it'll take a bit longer for everyone to get everything.
1: So, I had never played Murder Miners. I don't think I'm inclined to, based on this glowing de-recommendation, But it is my nature to research things. And I was curious because I saw the one screenshot that exists on TA and and it's exactly what Devin was saying. It's Minecraft, right? It looks like Minecraft with really terrible zombie type characters on it. So as I was digging around about the game to try to figure out something about it, apparently Murder Miners was one of the most popular games on the Xbox Live Indie Game Service. Now keep in mind, the Xbox Live Indie Game Service launched in 2008 And shuddered in 2017. So this game came out at some point between those times, I'm guessing closer to the beginning. And it sounds like it didn't evolve past that early
6: launch. So it joins the illustrious ranks of Crypt of the Serpent King then, which uh, was also a a transition from the uh, Xbox Indie store.
5: I think I've only played like two good games from that.
1: Do you happen to remember what they are?
5: Uh, I made a game with zombies in it. Mm Mm-hmm. And there was one that was, I don't remember the name of it, but it was a cool premise where you had to use a headset and you were trying to escape a monster, but it didn't have any visuals. It was all just based on oh, sound.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I played Carnivale Showtime on the Xbox Live Indie Game Service, which I think was released later as a Windows Phone game and, and still kind of persists. But it it really just sounds like this the game they eventually ported to the xbox was this was a xbox one release i take it or yeah oh
4: yeah
1: um because it came out in 2019 that it seems like they just didn't do anything with that right it just kind of plopped out this game from probably a decade earlier so uh but with that knowledge if you're playing this back say we're going mid xbox live indie game service so 2012 13 somewhere in there is this still a one-star game? And how much of your oh, one-star yeah. rating and how much, well, this is a question, this part specifically for Chewy, how much of that one-star is specifically influenced by the broken achievement? If that wasn't broken, might it have been like a 1.5, something like that? What do you think?
6: No, no, it is. It is. Um, so as, as I said, one is my default kind of worst game usually. Uh, so for me, it is aggressively bad regardless of the achievement that that has uh, failed to unlock that just that's just hammering at home really. okay. uh, but i think even if i got the completion it would have been an easy one star it's just it's it's just such an ugly um, um unpleasant experience there's nothing kind of fun or re- redeemable about it really
5: to put it into perspective i got all the achievements fine with no fuss no muss i gave it a half star <laughs> like it still
1: wasn't that good like i guess i'll remove it from my watch list
6: uh, that's probably kind of my main number one that I, I like to talk about. I do have another on there that may be a little bit controversial, uh although maybe not so much after I looked through the community ratings, uh, which was uh Roblox, which is another ironically yeah. another kind of Minecraft buildy type game. Uh Cash in. But for me Yeah. <laughs> yeah and for me Roblox was Again, I just, I, I guess I just don't get it. I, I know that Roblox is super popular, but I, I think it's super popular with kids. And uh, I know it has the creative freedom to make your own kind of mini games and kind of do whatever you want in it. Um, and maybe it's because the achievement list is a bit crap and mm-hmm. doesn't really encourage you to actually like create stuff in the game. It just encourages you to kind of di- dip in for. To what 20 days in a row, yes, uh, which is which is a terrible requirement, especially when it, it glitches. I, I lucky it didn't for me, but I know it does for a lot of people. It did for me, um, I haven't tried yet. It just, I just, I just don't get it, and I don't think it really has a place on Xbox, maybe because I don't think you can create anything on the Xbox. I think you're just kind of hosting the games you've created on the Xbox if i'm right there um i don't know it just doesn't really work for me and and look i i think might be controversial but i'm definitely not alone because what the fuck uh freaky Row, and a few other people also said that uh, for them roblox was a one so i think if I you were a kid defend and,
5: that. and it was the only thing that you had because it's free it might be a little bit better but like my experience with it was playing the stuff that was made by like the, the Stranger Things tie-in stuff to try to play for an hour, because I had to dive it. Uh, and even that, the stuff that was professionally made, wasn't good.
1: I think what drew my attention to the fact that you had Roblox on your list is exactly that point, that it's so popular. And I wouldn't advocate that it's it's a great game either. But it leads me to this thinking, like, I think most of us would agree objectively that most of Roblox is pretty bad. What's good about it and appealing to the target audience, like Devin was saying, is it's free to play, there is variety, and it's social. So as much a social platform as it is a video game. And I'm curious as these kids grow up and become gamers who own other consoles or whatever else, if they're going to look back at Roblox and be like, oh man, that was a great time or man, that was real trash. I just didn't know better.
5: Probably both. Probably. Probably. I mean, there's stuff that I love, like movies and video games that are like, they're not good, but I love them Mm -hmm. because I played them when I was a kid and I didn't have anything else to do.
1: Right. I just, the core Xbox audience is definitely not the Roblox audience. So it's, it's unsurprising that you see so many less than Mm -hmm. stellar reviews for it, especially amongst people like us who play primarily for achievements because of that 20 day achievement.
6: And knowing knowing how many free to play games get launched on the Xbox that kind of aren't a natural fit for the Xbox, and then mm-hmm. you know last what less than a year <laughs> yeah. uh, before being shuttered, I'm kind of surprised it's hung around as long as it has. But I guess I guess it's just so popular it just that prints it money. Even maintains itself. Yeah, you know? but I don't I don't see it printing money on the Xbox. I I, I, no. I might be completely well, wrong there, but, but I feel not, like most of the tools that people are using to create these things are not on the Xbox, and people are just Playing them on the Xbox. You're not the
5: target audience, though, and I mean, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) The Robux are, you know, you can trade Microsoft points for them.
1: Right, like when my nephew was younger, he's kind of over Roblox now. But when he was younger, if he came over. He, he would find where Roblox was, and that's what he would launch. I'm like, you have the most powerful video game console in the world, and this is what you choose to play? But it's it's what he knew, and he had fun with it. He never sat there and was like, oh, this doesn't play as well as it does on my computer or anything like that. He just went in and played whatever the speedrunning game was or the dodgeball or whatever, and he was totally happy and, and
6: mm-hmm.
1: into what he that's was true. doing.
6: I'm I'm thinking now, and if I put that in front of my five-year-old, mm-hmm. he would probably be loving it. <laughs> right. Yep. Just the, you know, put him in front of one of the dumb games that just is like barely even a proper game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if it's got like fart noises in it, then you just <laughs> spend like hours just laughing. Even if it was just a giant button and you pressed it and it made a fart noise. Like, I mean, to
5: be fair, be... that's a five out of five for L. <laughs>
6: <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, those are my in my kind of top one games that I was going to talk about. Uh, Devin, yes. wh- wh- why don't you uh, enlighten us with your number ones give us give us a number one right in the face
5: speaking (laughs) of uh free-to-play games that aren't very good Mm. uh so a couple years back uh what was it 2019 2018 uh they released a smoking psa that was not so cleverly designed as a video game and they called it one leaves and honestly the premise isn't that terrible uh because the idea is that like Uh, I think one in five people who smoke die eventually of smoking or get cancer or something. It's a great PSA. It really stuck with me on that part. But it (laughs) it really hammers home how bad smoking is in this like saw death trap kind of thing where you have to solve puzzles that are not very good. Uh, And there's some minor things. You know, it it rotates a little bit because you do have to play it for speed. But the problem with this game, the big one, was not only was it just kind of like a meh premise, but the reason I gave this one a one is the obnoxious 20 wins achievement where you have to go through a full playthrough, which is like 10, 15 minutes, 20 times, and it's not like it changes all that much at all. It doesn't
6: change uh, barely at all. Once no. you figured out the patterns uh, of what to look for, it is it is literally doing the same thing again and again.
1: I think it's the game has two potential paths it can draw from. And you notice that it's only two when you're playing it 20 times.
5: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's terrible. And I think, uh, just thinking back on One Leaves, because I thought it'd be a fun game to talk about, just also the naming of One, one Leaves, One Star. Uh, <laughs> I think had it not had that achievement, had it just been two for like lose a run and then win a run and then find all the random... You know, things that, you know, smoking's bad. I don't know if you've told, like One Leaves didn't let you know this, but smoking is bad. You shouldn't smoke. Uh, It gives you cancer and all kinds of other stuff. But had it just been those two playthroughs, I would have liked it a little bit more. I'm not saying it would have been great, but it probably would have been a solid Mm -hmm. two. But just really hammering home to me 20 times over how it's made. It you know it was like being Clockwork Orange force watched of all of its errors over and over and over again.
6: And with that, you've got to consider it's not twenty playthroughs; it's twenty one. Yeah, 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 twenty one technically. So, um, and for the achievement hunting community and people who are using guides and video guides and things like that and perfecting those runs, that is not a huge deal. Because once you've kind of done a few runs and you figured out how the game is structured and what you need to do, you can pretty much consistently win. I don't think I ever lost a run after the first couple of attempts, right? Once, yeah. once you've figured it out. But for your average gamer, for your like just average Joe who isn't thinking in those terms of like, got to find the perfect route, got to get it right, you know, follow a guide, do it. They're going to be failing just as much as they succeed, if not more. So to ask, you know, those people to to win twenty times, realistically, they they could be playing like a hundred times to win twenty times, and what, what you know that's just crazy. Why would you ask of that of people? Why twenty?
1: Like, I, you know, I don't even. Like, I think somebody uh, said that's because that's how many cigarettes are in a pack. Oh, oh, so it is. It is actually has some level of of symbolism to it.
6: Uh, um, but if you're having 20 cigarettes then you're losing 20 times not winning 20 <laughs> times Smoky's
1: or maybe you're, you're resisting the urge 20 times i i agree with what you're saying though Devin. i i feel like i it's not like game of the year but my first time through the game i enjoyed it well enough you know mm. it was it it's short so in that way it's unoffensive You can't invert controls, which is a problem for me, but that doesn't matter too much in this Mm -hmm. game because you don't really have to do anything too quickly. There are a couple of puzzles I remember thinking, like, okay, that's like, there's one room, as I recall, where it's, if you keep going forward, it just keeps repeating. So you have to go back
6: at some point. And and that makes the room
1: reset. And the first time you're going through, if you're going through blind, okay, I, I can deal with solving these little things. And of course, the first time I went through, it took me probably 15, 20 minutes. And I think a, a run where you win has to be in under 10 or something. So I failed it the first time. And then I went through the second time. It was okay up to there. Good might even be too strong. It was okay up to there. It, yeah, it's fun. It, right, it felt like playing um, an independently crafted or a very low budget layers of fear. Yeah. Where it was building that right sort right. of... Mm-hmm. Ambiance and you're trying you're you know if you have your headsets on and and you're you're just looking at what's around you and there's some kind of you know gross imagery of like teeth and stuff like that Rot. Um, and lungs, yeah, so it it was effective. But as a also as a PSA though, about an anti-smoking PSA, like is it effective to make somebody do this over and over again to a point where they're getting annoyed with you? Like people kind of forget you're losing the the point.
6: Yeah. You're trading one addiction for another, right? right? You're you're saying don't smoke kids, it's bad. Play video games again and again and again and again and again again
1: instead. By the time I was done, I was
5: like, Man, I need a cigarette.
1: God you were (laughs) too taxy. Yeah. I don't disagree with this choice at at a one though like I, I wouldn't advocate for more I don't think it's a 0.5 because there is that little redeemable quality that initial playthrough really isn't too bad and as a free game
6: mm-hmm. that ambiance I'm just looking at my rating and I gave this a 2.5 which now I'm thinking that seems high but I think what I did was I didn't count for some reason in my head I didn't count the grind yeah I count that was like that was my rating for the game and discounting the need to replay it so many times but I really should factor that in because you know it does impact your experience ultimately
5: and like I said ultimately yeah had I only had to do it like two or three times even I probably it would probably would be a 2.5 like if you weren't an achievement hunter I can see you playing it for like one time you fail another time's like oh this is what happens when I escape cool I did it and that being fine but as a specifically for achievements which is a big part mm-hmm. of it that 20 and i think i did them all in like three days like i just went for it and that was terrible
1: really the best way to get that last one done is to sit down and and play it all together so you have the pathing down Mm -hmm. because every time you step away from it even though it's not a long game you're likely to fail that first run if you give it a big break Mm -hmm. at the very least so it's the most effective way to handle it is just to bang it out which is also the most mind-numbing
5: yep just have a podcast ready i don't know (laughs) And uh, you might be able to. Is it still available? I have not checked. Um, Uh, Yeah. Yeah, Seems to be. Yeah, and it's also available on PC if you care. Well,
1: and if you're not a completionist, the rest of the game, the other 13 Mm -hmm. achievements are are easy enough. And like we keep saying, a run only takes 10 minutes. So you can bang out 13 of the 14 achievements in pretty short order and still make a tidy little profit from the game, gamer score-wise.
5: Yeah, but Mm -hmm. it's... I don't know if if you're going for completions, though it's that's the that's the straw. Mm. Just that, yeah. that twenty is is so bad.
1: One leave this completion behind. <laughs> oh, oh.
6: I was looking through your list as well, uh, Devin, and I did I did notice one game that I, I wanted to ask you about, which uh, you'd put as a one star, uh, which some people might find controversial because it is a, a proper game, I guess, and that's uh, Secret Neighbor.
5: It would be a proper game. Uh, It is on Game Pass even, but uh, my experience with it was at launch or near-ish to launch. I think I was, I wasn't one of the first people to complete it, but I was pretty close. And that game has so much potential. Uh, See, if Secret Neighbor was a person, I would be the person that got straight (laughs) A's all throughout high school and then decided that life, you know, really just, you know, I should just go surfing around people's couches and I don't need a job anymore. Like it started out mm-hmm. so strong. It's such a good premise. Uh, so basically, the, it's a spinoff to Hello Neighbor. Hello, Hello Neighbor. If that's oh. it, the Neighbor game. Uh, one of you is secretly the neighbor. I love hidden trader games. I love them. Love them. Love
6: yeah.
5: them. Yeah. Uh, Project Winter plug. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those. And then one of you secretly the neighbor. The neighbor. It's his house. The kids are trying to get to the basement to rescue their friends. To get to that, you have to have all kinds of keys. And like the kids have different powers and stuff and you look like a kid as the neighbor and you like go out and you grab them and you you, you take them away or, or do whatever. But the net code is broken. Um, mm-hmm. I personally had issues with, well, the, I don't know if it's like the Xbox community or what, but I remember when I was just trying to cycle through games because the achievements were broken because a lot of things in that game were broken. Uh, And I was the neighbor. I would just turn into the neighbor and grab kids like repeatedly without anybody doing anything. Like I was just like, I want to get this game over. And the kid would be like eating glue or whatever. And I just grab him and take (laughs) him away because like Lord knows they weren't ever going to find any keys.
6: That's the thing. I, I So I played this game as well, and I, I completed it uh, as well, and I, I had to do so with with a group. and And I, my experience was very similar to yours, and that's kind of why I was interested to hear if you were kind of aligned to my thinking, which you basically are, which is cool idea, terrible execution.
5: Yeah, at every I want to in, like in it. every
6: element, like it's it's and it's so over designed. I feel. That it ends up being none of the things it aims to be, because like the 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 main gameplay loop of of these people having to work together to find these keys is so tedious and obnoxious. Yep, uh, that you kind of end up just feeling like you're fighting against the game, where and the neighbor is given a huge advantage because he literally he's supposed to be hiding in plain sight. Yeah. But as you say, you can literally just turn into the neighbor in front of people and because they're not working together, because they're all just doing their own thing, farting about, you know, you can just pick them off one by one and win. And you could do that consistently every time, every single time. I never played a legitimate game where the neighbor didn't, you know, just immediately reveal itself and just run around killing people. Uh, Oh,
5: I did actually beat some people like that. You can do it. It's just that, like eventually too because you have to the keys and stuff everything just sort of spawns in very set patterns to where i could eventually just figure out yep this is where this key should be this key should be here all right yep here's Mm -hmm. this key that it didn't really like i could beat games by myself even because i didn't need them because i was like okay yeah here's where all the stuff is boom 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 we're gonna go here we're gonna go here we're gonna go here all right and goodbye
6: neighbor and now i might be wrong in thinking this and i I might be My memory is a bit bad on it, potentially, but isn't it that you have to find cards
5: yeah that's it like key and cards the
6: cards open the doors to open rooms in order to find keys yes to open the, the last basement. door yeah which is just so like convoluted terrible design where you have to say okay so you've got to find keys to open doors to find other keys to open another door <laughs> and it's just like how is that game design that's terrible
5: yeah and you're, you're constantly searching and there's like kids with different classes and they don't matter and you have to like it's Ugh, ugh the the premise is so good and there's there is a good game under there but at every single point they made all of the bad calls yeah. and just failed to stick the landing
6: i feel like that's a common thread with this developer Uh, Because I feel like that's a common complaint of Hello Neighbor as well, which is that there is things in that that are interesting and cool, but the execution is quite poor and some of the design is... Really, kind of wrong-headed, mm-hmm. and it feels like because it was kind of successful and popular, and the whole neighbor thing kind of caught people's attention, that they've created a cash cow out of it, and are now creating a whole load of spin-off games and media. Like, I think there's a TV show and comics and all this stuff for something that clearly isn't actually even that good.
1: Yeah, I guess it must have enough of an install base or a user base that they feel like there's a a market for that sort of stuff.
5: If I recall, it kind of hit that kind of Five Nights at Freddy's sort of okay. internet, like streamer uh, bait game. Uh, I could be wrong, but like it, it's popular in the same way that like Five Nights at Freddy's. So I think that Five Nights at Freddy's is a bit more successful at what it tries to do, but that's just me. And it's on Game Pass. It's surprising to me because I think a game of that shockingly poor quality should not be on Game Pass, <laughs> but it is interesting. So I don't know. It is. It is a mechanically interesting game. It is certainly different, but in terms of hidden trader games that are on Game Pass, Among Us is there, and that's just better in every I sense. Project Wonder <laughs> not on Game Pass. I know. You have to buy that
6: Sad. with money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I completed it, mate. Uh, moving on, Michelle. Why don't you tell us about your one-star games?
1: All right. Well, I um uh, I think I'm on the low end actually for one-star games uh, compared to you both. I only had 4 on my list, so I'm going to talk about half of them. And first up, I am going to talk about I-, I think one that's a frequent community one as well and that would be Yaris. Ooh. So we're back with a free game and that that seems to be a running theme. And in Yaris you play as a uh, Yaris. It's a it's an electric vehicle a hybrid vehicle that was put out by toyota and they decided a great way to advertise would be to make a video game and in this video game for some reason your yaris has like a robotic arm that shoots things and you have to go on tracks and collect coins so
5: that's not factory standard on a toyota yaris Uh,
1: not so far as i know i I haven't been in the market for one but um, you know i'm sure somebody will tell us it's not a good game it controls poorly It's not memorable, the level designs are bland. But as I said already, there's that redeeming value portion. And mine is totally a personal thing. It's not something that I would even uh, attribute to the game necessarily. So one of the achievements in the game, and I believe it's the one that holds most people up from the completion is to collect a million coins. And that's Still, to this day, I mean, you, c- you cannot download Yaris. It's been pulled from the store. If you know somebody that has it, I believe they can stick it on a USB and you can access it that way. And if you've downloaded it in the past, you can still access it from your download history. But otherwise, uh, a new player doesn't have easy access to it, especially with it being a, a 360 game and obviously not backwards compatible. But as you go through these racetracks, there are coins along the track, which are almost impossible to collect because the hit detection is garbage. And you have to collect a million of these. Now, someone figured out that if you play the game in multiplayer, because back in the 360 days, even the most terrible of all games had some form of multiplayer, you could wedge yourself into the track if you held right as you were coming through a loop. And sometimes you would just get stuck there. You had to do this in multiplayer. And if you got stuck there, you would just get coins and coins and coins and coins. You just leave it until you got your million. And... As terrible as this game was, the time I spent with my buddy who helped me get the coins and down the line helping other people get these coins have been some of the more fun things that I've done because it's so ridiculous and it's not easy to replicate. So there's the sense of, oh, did we get it that time? So it's not even – the game doesn't really deserve the 1.0. I guess I'm saying it's not a 1.0. But – you know there's that intangible about reviewing something and that's your experience and uh yeah so i would not recommend the game to anybody unless you're some kind of completionist that really wants to play a delisted game that i suppose would still be completable because it's not like the server got taken offline for it but uh yeah it's um it's it's pretty bad but you know if anybody still has it and wants to try to work on that i'm i'm happy to to try to help
6: no thank you
5: yeah (laughs) I, I think i should though because this is i think the second or third time yaris has come up in a segment that i've been in
6: yeah you guys talked about it in abandonment issues was yeah, it? i think so yeah. maybe hmm.
1: i mean it's legendarily bad like when people mention bad xbox games this is frequently one that comes up and it deserves that i'm not defending it in, in that sense but i do have i think i'm um, let me look real quick here. So I have 67 people on my list that have played it. And of those 67 people, like half of them have completed it. It's completable. And, and we all helped each other at some point in it. I, I think that there's sort of a, a passing of the baton about actually getting that done. Look, it was earlier days of Xbox, Yaris came out in um, t- 2007. So at that point, we were still in that era where you'd get one Xbox Live Arcade game a week. So there weren't as many uh, choices. Not that that defends the game again, but 30,000 people played this game. 30,000.
5: Yeah.
6: It's insane. And back in those days, a five to six hour completion was a quick completion. I was going to say it was a quick 1,000, but it was a quick 200. No, it was a quick
1: 200. 200. (laughs) But but really process that. There are games on Game Pass that don't have 30,000 tracked gamers. Mm. But this game has that. So again, it's not good... But it was almost so bad that the scoreboard reset to zero and it was okay for that. But I, I wouldn't recommend anyone go out and mm. try it necessarily.
6: The community does concur with you and they've given it a, a one point four, you know, average rating. So it's definitely bad.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Again, I'd, I'd be not, interested not to
6: know if that's if that's one of the most played, worst rated games, right? If there was an algorithm you could do that say, show me based on, you know, how many players there are and the, the star rating, might this oh, be very the interesting. highest played worst rated <laughs>
1: very interesting that, that's yeah. I mean but between it being free I mean it wasn't even the first achievement wasn't one of those press start to get either. I think you had to collect a certain number of coins to get the first achievement, even so it wasn't that people who played it immediately popped something, so there're people who still possibly dabbled in this and never even got it on their tag because they just pieced out right away. Uh, but that's a very interesting question, Chewy. I'm wondering if if there's some way we could figure that out before the next time we record, just to yeah, I'm
6: curious to get now. that
1: information. Yeah, me too.
6: Yeah, if if ratings sorting on games was fixed on TA, I'm sure we could do it. But it's broken, so wop wop. Yep.
5: Oh love you.
6: <laughs> Yeah, and a few people agree with you. I think Yaris came up on a few of the community one-star lists as well, mm-hmm. a, alongside that other notoriously free uh, XBLA game, Dash of Destruction. That one also, a few yeah. people said that that was, to them, a one-star game. I, I actually put that a little bit higher. I uh, did as in well. In my eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. The other game you had on your one-star that I thought was interesting, Michelle, was part of a, a major AAA A. Uh, series. so <laughs> but, but maybe it in itself is not a major AAA entry. <laughs>
1: yeah, I guess this is as close as we're going to get today to talking about a major uh, AAA franchise, as you say. And that would be Dead Space Ignition. So Dead Space Ignition was released prior to Dead Space 2, it was meant to bridge the events between the two. And I want to say if you pre-ordered Dead Space 2, you got Ignition for free. So that might explain... I, I didn't actually look to see its tracking numbers either, but it, it was, I imagine, played by a fair amount of people. I'm going to go check that out now as well. Uh, but yeah, it was it was meant to bridge the the two games. So yeah, this has just under 6,000 track gamers uh, and also has a three to four hour completion and is also 200 gamer scores. So if Elroy ever hears this, I know he's going to be twitching about these choices. <laughs> They're all one stars. When Dead Space initially came out, when the first one came out, I want to say it was sort of a surprise million seller. Like Electronic Arts published the game, was super happy with those results. Decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna make a second, but we're gonna develop the second game and we're gonna support it with other things. We're gonna kind of build it out as a universe. So there wasn't just Dead Space the game. There was Dead Space Ignition, which was again bridging those uh, those gaps. There was a comic book that came out mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so th- there were several media. There was pieces. a Wii game as well, wasn't there? I was going to bring um, that up, yeah. Yes, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. Wii game was, um, I want to say, like a track shooter kind of thing where you had to shake the the Wiimote mm-hmm. to, to the activate limbs. things. Yeah. Right. So they definitely did um, try to build out the franchise because they were committing to this was sort of a surprise and we're going to make this work. That's all great on paper, but Dead Space is another one of those ambiance games. It's about how you feel in the void of space, by yourself as you're going through whatever it was that just happened to you i am not going to get into story beats on it because it's all very spoilery and i don't care if the game is however many years old there's a remaster about to come out soon there are people who probably haven't played it and it is dead space the original one is easily one of my favorite game experiences on the xbox 360
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i'm with you on that
1: dead space ignition was none of that (laughs) it was a essentially almost like a graphic novel with very minor puzzle gameplay components in between storytelling sections and there were three different types of gameplay uh puzzles that they had made one was sort of like a mastermind type of you had to guess the right order another one was you had to follow these like traces either way it it (laughs) you guys have played those um oh what are they called vera blank those um
5: oh yeah Mm -hmm.
1: The, the, the visual novels where you have like the little mini games in between. And the mini games aren't really that bad. They're not the core of the gameplay, but they're just things to do in between pressing right bumper to skip all the dialogue. That's basically what Dead Space Ignition was. And that's not Dead Space. Like if you pulled it apart and just read the text, it was probably fine. But I'll go read the comic book or the novel if I want to do that. As a game experience, when I see Dead Space, I want that feeling of – isolation and you know what is happening out here and and learning the lore of what's happening with the markers and all that this game did not deliver that experience and it also just didn't have a lot of gameplay so yeah that fell at the bottom of my list
6: yeah i'm i'm definitely with you there i mean it's it's basically like they took three disparate i guess along quality kind of games <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, <laughs> yes, and then and then chucked them in as mini games between this visual novel, basically like a you know, like a, a comic book style graphic novel, which kind of it, it was very meh you know this i remember the voice acting being pretty atrocious and the writing uh, and isn't there like multiple there's multiple endings as well depending on uh like you path, right like there's a point where you choose like path a or path b yes And you get different endings so you do have to also replay uh the at least the end section or is it the whole thing i can't remember
1: um I, you know i i don't imagine it's the whole thing it's probably just a certain... Because I, I want to say it's in four acts, and I think it's that last act that you have to replay. The Several of the achievements are are marked as having to replay portion of the game. So I don't think it was the whole thing, given that it's still pretty short. Mm-hmm. But there is like a, a finish it in sub-25 minutes achievement as well. So mm-hmm. I'm not... I, I finished this game 10 years ago. I imagine it's about the same for you, Chewy.
6: I actually picked it up a lot more recently. I mean, 2017.
1: Oh, okay. But even then a lot's happened since two thousand seventeen. <laughs>
5: Gosh. That's still a wise way, man.
6: It was it was an unmemor it was unmemorable enough that I couldn't tell you exactly what I did in it because like you say, it was basically just a bunch of crappy minigames and an, and a crappy story, uh, and a very disappointing experience if you went in expecting anything resembling the original Death Space game. Like this is the worst kind of spin off, right? Something that right. is Oh, it's like adjacent, Dead Space adjacent. Oh, it's it's in the same universe, but we're going to throw together, cobble together some half-ass story and throw some mini games in and jobs are good. Let's package that.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, it doesn't <laughs> necessarily feel like a cash grab. Like it, it almost feels a little wrong to call it that because it was offered as a, as a freebie. If you pre-ordered the game, it, it was an attempt to increase the lore of the universe. It just, mm. it didn't, it didn't work as a game if you wanted, to, yes. like i said already if you wanted to tell me the story tell me the story through storytelling me- telling mediums if you didn't want to develop a dead space style game because i understand that's a lot of money and resources
5: but i can't charge you ten dollars <laughs> for a visual novel in 2010- 2010
1: right? 10 yeah <laughs> i wonder i don't think it would exceed any maybe a two would probably be like the high watermark. Like you said, it's like a series of bad Radalika games in a way. But I wonder if it wasn't a Dead Space game, if that would have softened my feelings on it a little bit, because it just it didn't meet my expectations of that franchise as much as any other issues with the gameplay were present
6: what surprises me is that the developer of this game so uh, it's, it's visceral games obviously did mm-hmm. the dead space series i'm not sure how much they did of this but the the co-developer is sumo digital who you know are not known for their crappy games necessarily i mean they did the sonic team racing game crackdown three you're not so on <laughs> but they me
1: they also have a they did that forza horizon to fast and furious so mm-hmm, they have mm-hmm. some experience doing offshoot games i suppose is, is probably fair
6: i guess yeah maybe they're the guys you go to if you just want something thrown together <laughs> based on something else okay so that's it that's a good kind of overview i think of of what we the three of us think of as our one star games the games that uh, I think we've all kind of mentioned here kind of have maybe a little possible something, a glimmer of something, but it's buried under a whole pile of crap. <laughs> uh, and some serious fundamental flaws, I think. I think it's flawed design, you know, things that aren't working properly, but maybe not as aggressively, obnoxiously bad as, as those 0.5s or, you know, something that, that is is so bad that the developer thinks that they can make money off it by Putting it at a really high price because some chump's going to buy it. Uh, right. Another dawn. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yes. Sorry, I keep having to bring that up. Um, but let's uh, let's now take a moment to delve into what the community thinks. So I, I went in and I pulled out staff and patron one star ratings, um, and there was a theme actually that emerged, and a few games appeared quite a few times. We already mentioned one of those is Yaris, but also. Maybe surprisingly, I don't know. One of our favorite uh, old 360 quick completion games, Avatar, uh, cropped up in a bunch of people's one-star lists, which I think, is that unfair if you only play five minutes of a game I'd, to rate I'd, it one-star? So. Or is it because of the... Maybe it's because the achievement list is selling the game so short that it it, it should be rated so low. Or protest. Maybe a protest vote. Koosh, Chip, uh, Freaky Row... Uh, Northern last and Wild West 08 all rated Avatar as one-star game.
1: Well, I think in the last episode when we talked about this whole idea of achievements and, and the impact on these things, and I, I ha- I've had this question before when I see someone like Bills who prolifically rates games, puts up a status, such a, you know, Bill Zumanati rated such and sh- such 2.5 stars, and then right underneath it, 10 minute completion how did you rate it on that like what what part of the game did you play i i think this falls under it was mashing the b button 50 times or whatever it was and and there's just not much to go on with it it's not much of a gameplay experience and and so it's pretty much being rated exclusively for the poor list but i don't know i we would have to ask those folks if one of the folks who rated this game a one is in Discord here's this? I would love to hear what your reason is. I'm not asking anyone to justify it because these are opinion based. But what was your reasoning behind giving the game a one? And how much of the game did you actually play before giving it that one rating?
4: Oh,
5: mm. interesting. You know, you know, it is backwards compatible. If it goes on sale, I'll play it and I'll just stream the whole game.
1: It's been on sale <laughs> a few times. You'll see it show up for four ninety nine somewhat frequently. I'll-
5: I'll do it. I'm, I'll just buy it, and uh, at some point we should just uh, – I, I feel like that'd be a fun streaming project to just go through and mm. and, and, and do that last area and see if it's really that bad.
1: What you should do is in between uh, – or during each episode, like if it's a 8 to 10-hour games, break it up into hour chunks and have each of these 1.0 folks sit with you while you play it. <laughs> in party and discuss the game and see if it changes their minds to actually see the game be played
6: I don't know, maybe I'll like it who knows, yeah. i only played 5 yeah. minutes uh, another game that turned up quite a few times was, and I've never played this one I don't know if you guys have, uh, something called Truth or Lies now Chip, uh, Inigo Montoya uh, OM Jesus, and Eliphalet all gave Truth or Lies uh, a single star, are you guys familiar with that game? I don't yes. know anything about it
1: if I recall correctly, it's an Xbox 360 game. And you need to play it with a microphone. And the idea is you're supposed to speak the answer uh, to a question. So you're you're supposed to be answering something like, uh, what was your most embarrassing moment, something like that. And you speak into the microphone what it is. And it's supposed to somehow detect if you're telling a truth or a lie. The (laughs) problem is, it's really bad at this. Like, really bad at this. If this is what the FBI is using for lie detection, you understand why it's not admissible in a court of law over here. It is very bad at doing this. And there are achievements attached to lying a certain number of times or telling the truth a certain number of times. So there are all sorts of solutions that are like, well, I found if you put your voice really low and grumble into the microphone, it always finds it's a lie and it's it's just uh. it's an interesting premise, but the technology to actually do that is non-existent or at least not (laughs) existent for xbox purposes and and, you know i know like if you lie the fm frequency comes out of your voice and all there's no way the microphone that was packed in with truth or lies is that dynamic Mm. so Mm. yeah that's that's why it's that bad it's funny if you're just playing it to play it because it's such a ridiculous premise but for achievements it's a real pain in the neck
6: Uh, I've just seen the top review of that game on TA, which uh, the summary is of Truth or Lies fails at being any kind of game, thanks to voice detection that would think OJ was telling the truth.
1: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But that is a truthful review of Truth or Lies.
6: That's brilliant. Uh, So yeah, the Truth or Lies, uh, Ben-Hur crops up a few times, which I am not too surprised about. That was a a freebie, which uh, again, was, was like a needlessly grindy. But also very like very short, but also needlessly grindy free game uh, involving chariot racing. It Ben it hurt. Good. Yes, it, it, <laughs> it did hurt. Yeah, Ben hurt. Uh, and also, maybe surprisingly, I'm not sure uh, the three quite famous for their time XBLA games that were the quick um, fighting games that came out. So Sonic the Fighters, Virtua Fighter four or five I can't remember which and, and Fighting Vipers all came out together uh, and at the time were some of the quickest uh, completions you could you could get mm-hmm. uh, on XBLA and uh, those ones cropped up a few times. Big L uh, gave them uh, a one star. World West 08 did as well. Uh, OM Jesus uh, a few people gave those games a one star which um, you know they, they, weren't, they weren't great games they were not quick, quick completions bad. but were they that bad?
5: Sonic the Fighters isn't
1: that bad. I, I want to say the emulation on all of them was pretty poor. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in whenever they came out, they just looked super dated. And the core gameplay of Sonic Fighters like wasn't that great anyway. And I think this is another set of games that fell victim to the... you know Not only is it not a great game, but I only played it for 30 minutes. And I think you mm-hmm. paid you know five bucks a piece or whatever and so there's that little piece of feeling maybe a little ripped off or whatever uh but no they weren't great i i don't know if i reviewed them or not but they they were not great games
6: i wonder as well if because they came out at that time before before the now times (laughs) uh when they were some of the first kind of hey this seems like it's just an easy list for the sake of being easy right kind of thing and if people were starting to be like oh, achievements should be challenging, lists should be challenging, they shouldn't be that easy. So people would be just starting to kind of get those opinions lined up, uh, which have obviously kind of completely dominated uh, conversations. Well, I have that thought
1: about another game you pointed out that was frequently given uh, one star, and that's Sigi, a fart for...
5: Mm Methuselah,
1: Melusina, something like that, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> from Methuselah. Um,
6: it should be Methuselah, but yes, mes- mel- Melusina.
1: Sigi C- wasn't really that bad again, but if I recall correctly, it was at the forefront of these very not for not the very forefront, but it was toward the beginning of these really easy one ks. And I wonder if people were to first play it now, when there's been this complete glut of absolutely ridiculous, significantly easier games, if they might soften on that one a little. Because I, I thought it was all right. It's totally fine for what it is.
6: I wondered with that one if it was the bait and switch. The speed run. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so for some of these games, these quote unquote easy games. People get lured in by thinking, "Oh, that one's an easy one," or they hear people saying, "That's an easy one," and obviously the completion, you know, percentage is quite high. The ratio is low, and they think, "Oh, that'll be an easy completion," and then they get hit by one achievement or, or a couple of achievements that outfox them. And for Sigi, it might be that speed run where people got it, you know, expecting it to be like the rest of all those easy ones, and then actually found the speed run. Is a, is a tight one and easily failed. And I think it got patched. It was easier when it was released because you could uh, pause and that would reverse the clock or something oh. weird like that. Oh. Give you extra time. But that was then patched. So now you can't do that.
1: Oh, interesting.
6: So um, I wondered if people w- were rating it low because it wasn't what they expected it to be, i.e. Uh, quick and easy completion. Mm-hmm. So there's quite a few kind of, quote, unquote bad games that appear on people's one-stars. And we've heard about a few of these, uh, you know, in the past. Wacker is famous for his albedo, uh, (laughs) his vitriol against that game. And and that that sits in his one-star list. Uh, We've also heard Elroy uh, speak very regularly about his feelings on feelings games. (laughs) His feelings on feelings (laughs) games. Life is Strange and Tell Me Why. uh, He dislikes with a passion and, and they sit on his one star list uh mario voted where the bees make honey is one star which i think i didn't actually see anyone else rating it that low uh but i can I know see people it have right strong feelings like that. i about wouldn't that game. be
1: surprised mm-hmm. if that game just wasn't rated at all by a lot of people but if you don't in, like if you see it crop up in the 1.5s i wouldn't be surprised either
6: Mm-hmm. But there were a few surprises on the list as well. Some stuff that may be a little bit more controversial. Do do you guys want to pick up on any of those?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> Kenny. Kenny.
6: Doritos Crash Course Come on, Kenny.
1: <laughs> is not a one-star game. It's not. Just because you're bad at it doesn't make it a one-star game. It is completely competent and free. I enjoyed Doritos Crash Course probably more than the typical person did because it's in line with that joe danger style of play although it's quite a bit simpler but it is not not a one-star game and i need kenny to answer for this
6: i need him to (laughs) his answer will be like uh his answer for scott pilgrim which is it's bad it's just bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) and i guess that's we can give it
5: some old braise seasoning and it'll make it better
1: oh see now you're you're uh
6: I'm pandering. I mean, I don't. I don't. I'm terrible at games that require any level of skill, and Dorito's Crash Course requires some level of skill, and I suck at it. But I can see that objectively, it is not a terrible game. Uh, So I, I think I stuck it at a three or something like that. Even though I'll never complete it because I suck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I also uh, wanted to point out that Freaky gave TMNT. Uh, a one and i'm not sure which tmnt that is so so Chui, it's since it's the
6: one literally called tmnt yeah i think it's the one that's called so
1: that's called the, the the like 3d style adventure one that came out early on like i honestly don't remember which one was just called cuz like usually the arcade one is tmnt 1989 arcade so i don't think it's that it's one a
6: 2007 6 to 8 hour 360
5: okay. beat, beat em, up. em up yeah it's
1: yeah. 3d beat em that's... up i think you know what i i guess i can see that but it I don't think it was that uh that but I just want to make it clear that it wasn't the arcade. I'm gonna call Sorry, it Gone
5: Home though. Gone Home, and... though. Mm. Gone home yeah. people said that is not a one star game. It may not be yeah. for you, <laughs> but man, atmosphere. That's...
6: Freaky and Wild West both said gone home to them were were one star games. Mm. It was it one star game?
1: <laughs> I think that it's some people just will will never be able to get into the walking sim the games that have yeah. very sparse mm-hmm. gameplay and that that just may be something where they're they're not going to be convinced otherwise because at what point does it stop being a game yeah
6: yeah I mean, uh, JimBot had about four pages of one-star One Star games. He, he he rated a lot of one-stars. And a lot of those were uh, visual novels uh, and uh, adventure games and, and walking sims. LEGO Head similarly gave one star to Virginia, uh, which I think is not, a, not to everyone... Virginia is a Marmite game, but I guess it's a similar <laughs> vibe. Yeah,
1: Virginia's another one of those games that had a second playthrough you had to go through, I think, or, or there was... I see mm-hmm. there was something with Virginia where, where you had to play it a second time and that, that might be something that might lead mm-hmm. to it getting that, that one star.
6: I know Lego has a system for his rating. Like he thinks about, like he gives point values based on certain criteria and mm-hmm. anything that kind of doesn't have much gameplay to it uh, mm-hmm. gets a low rating just by virtue of the fact he doesn't kind of see it as a game. Fair. So Walking Sims... Telltale games, uh, all get a low rating. I mean, he doesn't like the stories. He doesn't enjoy it. He thinks that it's a. I, I'm speaking for him, obviously, but we've had these mm-hmm. conversations. The illusion of choice. I think he doesn't appreciate that it's all a, a con. Okay. The idea that you're you're you know making choices that have meaningful impacts, but ultimately they all lead to the same destination. Um, That's and There's, not, like there's no gameplay. There's there's basically <laughs> no gameplay involved in those games. Uh, so they're kind of non games. Um, which would explain his rating for The Walking Dead. And I think that as we're in the low ratings, we'll probably see him a few times with other Telltale games down at the bottom there of the ratings.
1: Um, I also wanted to just point out Sabin Rothschild, who's a, who's a cool cool guy. <laughs> cool you know, guy. I, I, I like him Idiot. a lot. He's a, a good guy. Uh, Misadventures of PB Winterbottom, I can kind of get it getting a low rating. I don't quite get a one star on that one. I, I will admit, I tried to go back to it recently to help L out with one of the puzzles, and I completely forgot how to play, which probably tells you mm-hmm. something. Uh, the game designers of the game actually full out said like they they were not game designers when they came in. They sort of just designed the game in Flash and kind of built the puzzles around. And I thought it was clever, but that's not the most confusing thing on here. We, we got to go, go up the confusion list, right? So Comic Jumper getting a one star. Again, on, I get man. it you know some people don't appreciate the style of humor in comic jumper and and i'm not sure that all the humor in comic jumper would have been put in comic jumper if it was released in 2022 but the gameplay was fine and and it operating as an homage to different er eras of comics i thought it did just fine but okay it gets even more confusing um borderlands 2 (laughs) i've spoken frequently about my dislike of borderlands 2 it's not a one It does lots of things really well. I just didn't enjoy my time with it. Metro 2033. I haven't played it, but to my understanding, that's great. Have either of you guys played Metro 2033?
6: Yeah, I like Metro 23 a lot. Um, It's not the best shooter in the world, but I don't like shooters. So that's not not a bad thing to me because it's a very good atmosphere and story based shooter. It's got a cool Mm -hmm. setting plot and it does what it wants to do very well. I think a good tone, atmosphere, you know, all that stuff.
1: Yeah, and then also on his list is Undertale, which is another yeah, game I haven't played yeah. yet. But I'm anticipating playing it and it's like highly regarded in so many categories mm. like the the game itself and the structure of the game, the soundtrack. I feel like there are people who would give the game a 3 just for its soundtrack.
6: So I think it's a love it or hate it game, I'm Undertale. Confused. I think it's I think people who don't like Undertale hate Undertale. Mm, I think they see it as 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 hipster, you know, feelings, nonsense. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, trying to be clever, but not clever.
1: You know, as much as we're calling saving out for these reviews, though, I appreciate the honesty in them i feel like sometimes with big titles even if we personally feel like it's a one we're like but everybody else gave it like a four so it's probably just me i'll give it a two and this yeah. is totally sticking oh, yeah. to your guns which is I, awesome i
6: think that's true of uh, katie echo as well who if anyone follows discord has probably heard uh him talk about control so and utter disdain for it so which is a very controversial opinion i mean so you might not enjoy it but give it a one uh, is a very strong feeling but you know uh, it's, more power to him to, to stick to those guns and, and say, no, I hate this game with a passion. It's a one. We've got some Conan
5: Exiles. Some people know what's up. Wild West 08, I see you.
6: Yeah, Wild West 08 agreed with your Conan Exiles. Uh, well, they liked it a little bit more than <laughs> you. They liked it more than me. But one is, yeah, one is yeah. down there. And there's another one that I was kind of surprised at, which was uh, High Road uh, gave Untitled Goose Game uh, a one-star. Which I thought that game was, uh, it did exactly, again, it did exactly what it wanted to do.
5: Uh, I think the speedrun was the only thing that kind of took me out of it. But even then, I had a good enough time with it. Like, I I thought it was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I didn't play uh, Untitled Goose Game, but I I watched my brother play it a bit. I watched Elle play it a bit. And I don't think anyone would argue, or I don't think most people would argue that it's a five-star game. But it's it's out there to just be sort of ridiculous and fun in its way. And it seems like it struck that chord for just about everyone who's played it. So that, that is surprising. There are uh, speed run achievements or like you have to do everything in one go. So I, yeah. Okay. So I, I could see the achievement list, possibly bringing that game down for people that if maybe it had a more relaxed list, people, somebody would avoid giving it a one star.
6: Yeah. And then um, along the lines of things like uh, the Sonic games and Avatar, a few games from the old days that uh, kind of brought with some nostalgia just seeing them on the lists uh, came up. Again, these kind of quote unquote easier games from the 360 mm-hmm. era. So your CSIs, NCIS um, and stuff like NBA, you know, those very right. first uh, sports games that had those easy lists—the mm. the NBA 2K6, MLB 2K6, Finite Round Three—quite uh, a few people uh, put them down as the one stars. And I wondered again if that was just because it was like, well, these are kind of like proper games, but well, at least the sports games, the achievements lists are just there to kind of make money and, and get people to get easy, quick completions. Yeah the old CSI games are kind of clunky uh, but they're kind of I guess lovable to me they're lovable in their clunkiness yeah I feel like (laughs) they're like terrible renditions of the old of the you know CSI actors uh, and things like that I
1: I feel like those old CSI games are at least for me in the way that I view things like the perfect 2.5 they
6: do exactly Mm -hmm. what they're
1: supposed to do they're they they play the way they are intended to play. They don't reinvent the wheel. They operate how they're supposed to operate. They don't surprise you for good or bad. They're they're just right there and solidly okay. And, and that's always how i viewed them because it's hard to mess those games up too. But hey, look like you mm-hmm. I think you hit it on the head with like maybe it's it's the UI is a little clunky or just not being interested. Uh, also, if you are playing the CSI games just for the achievements and you're really just following the guide, for some people that's going to hurt the experience enough to down grade it even Mm. though that might not be fair but that Mm. could play into it for sure uh i did want to call out one other real game quote unquote (laughs) um that i saw on the list that surprised me and that was uh om jesus who is another one of these like you know top echelon people whom i love interacting with who gave condemned a one star and i'm hoping Mm. that's just because she doesn't like scary games because condemned is brilliant like i love the first condemned i can see Uh... condemned two
5: depends Maybe on that. Maybe
1: getting when. there? I there, that's true. I if you play today it is aged for sure.
5: Cuz I I did not have nearly the same experience playing Condemned when I played it in like 2020 than someone would have had playing it near when it came out. I I found it to be quite frustrating. And so I can see I could see that. I I can feel it. And and with some of these too like the 2006 games, keep in mind that because of when TA came to existence that most people were not judging them when they came out or on release Mm. for some of these 20 like so it's always going to be either after the fact or from a memory so true i can see a 2006 game uh sports game not even holding up
4: very true very true
5: comparatively
6: i i was wondering if maybe O -O 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 M jesus uh gave the one star to condemn simply because it's missing 30 game score yeah
1: that's a valid point too. Don't think it's fair for review purposes, but yeah, it's <laughs> once you get it on your tag, you never had a chance of, of getting your gamer score back to that zero. I mean, there are some strange There's, ones now, but
5: you can fix it. It's fine. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, you can now. But uh, right, that whole idea that they released the game intentionally blow 1000G because they wanted to release DLC that would bring it to 1000G. And Microsoft's like, oh, no, you can't do that. It has to have a 1000G on release, or you can't release anything with gamerscore that's additional to the game or whatever that story was. So you never saw that happen again. Yeah. And if if we missed one of your one stars that you feel like we really should have brought up, or if you have a very passionate description of your one star that you'd like us to share, or you want to defend yourself, Kenny, Feel free to <laughs> let us no know defense. in Discord, uh, and we can probably try to wrap it up into the 1.5 episode before we uh, get started on that level of game.
6: Awesome. Uh, brilliant. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me on our ramble through our one-star games. Next time we will be looking at 1.5, so just a little bit better, maybe, <laughs> but probably <laughs> still pretty bad. Uh, But I hope you guys have enjoyed this segment um, And we will see you next time Uh, Thank you Michelle
1: Of course, thank you for conceiving of all this This has been great fun to talk about
6: Thank you, Devin Oh, thank you
5: Thanks so much for listening, everybody I appreciate it And we have been the
6: Master Raiders